ladies and gentlemen. Wake me up when 2020 ends. For this is a Friday Alien Productions podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How Definitely dare agree. You? How dare you sing Green Day in front of me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, my apologies to every Green Day fan listening for that butchering of an <laughs> absolute classic. No, no, um, no, no, no. You misunderstand no? me. Oh. I don't like pop rock. Ooh. Oh. Controversy. 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 Okay, now might be an appropriate segue to cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Oh, my oh, gosh. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. What? Oh my God. Hi. Hello. Uh, oh look who's back. Look what? who's back. Yes. Guess yes. Back, back again. <laughs> Shady's back. <laughs> Tell her friend. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I don't like rap either at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's that is more than fine. Oh my um, god! Oh my god! I leave okay. for 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 a week, and <laughs> you decided to to troll me and what I don't like. And oh, <laughs> there are oh. no trolls here. What are you talking about? <laughs> no trolls here, except there is a uh, Kendall Richardson, which is me. I'm Wayne Stellini. <laughs> I'm a Fulia Gantaramaju. And I'm a Michael Lister. Yeah. And welcome <laughs> to a podcast called Fred. You are now experiencing the full force of the podcast that refuses to behave. Clearly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are here. Oh, gosh. Oh, no, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. Um, I, I'm, I've warned my co-hosts and I'm warning you listeners, I am zonked out of my mind right now. So <laughs> I, I am sleep deprived and I am on lots of caffeine. So this is going to be fun. Um, so apologies in advance <laughs> if I make more of a fool of myself than I usually do. Anyway, Fulia, how, yeah. ha, how has your week been, my dear? Uh, my week has pretty much been the same as usual, just been at home, been doing the thing with the content creating and Woo. streaming on Twitch, Woo. Um, just watching a lot of TV. I've gotten myself back on to, I found somewhere to watch my MASH finally, yes. so I've started my MASH marathon again, so I'm very happy about that. That's great. Um, already up to season four, so I'm doing great. Oh, I, love that. I love that cartoon. <laughs> Cartoon. Bangers and mash. Bangers no. and mash. Oh, gosh, I remember those apes. That's a yeah. that's a trip down memory lane. Yeah. I used to love that show. Yeah. Wow. That's the mash you're talking about, right? No, the mash I'm talking about is the mash 4077. <laughs> mobile uh, mobile surgical hospital. Ne- never heard of it. <laughs> uh, as a, 
as a strain growing up in the in the 90s and all, all that there's never been a rerun of masher i haven't seen before <laughs> what the, like you know the last few minutes before the simpsons started essentially is what it was <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yep I yes. re- yeah, I remember clearly hating that the, the, the Mash theme song because it meant the Simpsons weren't on yet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Simpler but times, yes. simpler times. Yes, uh, <laughs> I'm back on the Mash marathon bandwagon. I've Woo! missed it so much, so Yay! I think that for me has been a huge highlight. Just being able to rewatch the episodes again, and you know, um, just remembering all the cool lines that i always quote so <laughs> nice <laughs> that's been a lot of fun i've been uh, i've also been doing a little bit of editing um for my youtube channel uh my murdered soul suspect series has begun uh yes. first episode was out on saturday on the weekend um and so it is now ready for consumption i've made them shorter this time which um, I'm hoping it'll be a lot easier for people to watch rather than sitting there watching an hour or two's worth of a stream. So <laughs> I've chopped it up into shorter chunks to make it easier. Um, and hope, and they're about mm, between 20 minutes to half an hour's worth. So it's going to be a lot better for you guys, I hope. <laughs> nice. I'm yes. excited. I'm excited um, to check them out. Yes, yes. So it's um it's it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. Um the only thing I will say is even though um it is a horror-based game, Ooh. it's the only horror-based game I have watched uh, sorry that I have played and the only reason why I played it was because of the crime-solving aspect of it. That's the reason why I played it because there was a bit of a sort of puzzle-solving and um finding out who the murderer was and whatnot. So the story of the actual game is actually pretty cool. Um, I just, I just don't like what goes on when you're a dead person because the character you play is a soul and you come across scary freaking demons that want to kill you again. Um, so I'm not happy about that part of it. So um, there's going to be a lot of over-the-top reactions uh, <laughs> when I come across them. Um, and you will experience those <laughs> in standard <laughs> definition or HD if you if you have that. <laughs> <laughs> and surround sound. Surround sound. <laughs> yeah, when you said you only you only play it for the mystery solving, yeah, sure. And I and I only watch like uh, adult movies just for the storyline yeah. <laughs> trust me it is not the horror aspect of this game that i enjoyed <laughs> yeah okay. yeah i know keep telling yourself that <laughs> not fooling anyone fool ya. <laughs> We know what and floats your boat. And I'm telling the truth. Jeez. No, we know what floats your boat. <laughs> <laughs> you think you know. You'll float too, Fulia. You'll float too. No. No. <laughs> Moving on, Wayne. Go on. Tell us how your week has been. Hiya, Fulia. Hiya, Fulia. Oh, God. <laughs> 
You know what? She's going to kill you guys at some point, and then it, the horror movie jokes are going to be on you, I think. I, yep. It sounds like she's getting quite a bit of practice with those games she's playing and that fan fiction she's writing. Just saying. <laughs> She'll take Why inspiration. Why you little? <laughs> I'll strangle you like Homer strangles butt. Yeah. Uh... Fulia, you get points for making a Simpsons reference, and yeah. you will not. And that means you will not be trolled for three minutes. Oh yay! <laughs> but unlike me, who I hate the Simpsons, and <laughs> dare you the mention trolling will continue. Yay! <laughs> oh, Welcome boy. to the new Michael that hates everything. <laughs> I gotta say, Wayne, this is a this is a little uh, unfair. This might be some favoritism going on because the amount of times I quote and reference The Simpsons, and I never get a pass. I know, but there's <laughs> but there's no such thing as the uh, Fulia concession of November 2018. That's that's the difference. That's the difference, Kendall. Oh, you mean that that I do have that- to say. I do go easier on you than I really should because of the Simpsons references. So imagine what oh, it would be like oh. if you never made them. Okay. Okay, I should have I should have read the fine print and, and made more Simpsons references. Make, make my life make my life easier for 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 me. Look, in all fairness, I don't know if there's I don't know if there's enough Simpsons references in the world to save you, but you can always try. Oh lord. <laughs> Wow. You never know. Uh, Okay, I guess, Wayne, we'll just hear how your week was. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Look, uh, I've had a busy, productive week, but uh, to be perfectly honest, (laughs) I'm not talking about that because I didn't do anything special. My incredible and beautiful sister did do something just absolutely amazing and she gave me a gorgeous niece making me an uncle for the very first time and, Yay! Um, Yay! <laughs> congratulations uncle congratulations. Wayne you. welcome to the uncle club yeah it's, yeah it's it's quite exciting um it's 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 a little surreal because i'm just getting lots of pictures and we've been video chatting um she's still in the hospital at the moment and mm. um it's weird because you know that if COVID wasn't around, I would have already seen her and held her. Yeah. Um, so it's I'm I'm incredibly excited to meet her, um, but still always cautious because I want her to just be absolutely healthy and strong. Of course. Uh, but look, in true Stellini fashion, um, she rocked up late. Um, <laughs> she made um, a dramatic entrance uh, (laughs) that needed a lot of fuss and attention and um and yeah and uh, everyone was happy when um she was screaming so (laughs) making a noise and and a ruckus so so just like uh, a stellini yeah exactly like a stellini absolutely stubborn Can't get him to shut up. No, like, no, yeah, absolutely. I'm like, yep, she one of us. (laughs) (laughs) One of us. One One of us. us. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, like, so that's just been the uh, absolute joy and I can't really think of anything else that um, I will say that um, can top 
the arrival of uh, my Aww. gorgeous niece. And yes, mm. and I, again, can't wait for things to, to calm down so then, um, you know, can have uncle and niece days and can take her out and show her off. And <gasps> yes. <laughs> Let her watch, Let her watch so some nice. awful movies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, we'll... we'll We'll start. We'll we'll start. Uh, we'll start integrating her with some really gentle stuff. So, um, you know, maybe Texas Chainsaw. Um, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> just you know, um, you know, just because you, you, there's such a back catalogue of horror movies. So you've, you know, t- time is sh- life is short. Time is short. You got to get as many in as you can, I suppose. Especially Poor child. But before school starts, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That poor baby. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be okay, I promise you. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's she's got Wayne to look after. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, so look, that's been the absolute highlight of my week. So I am on cloud nine at the moment. Um, Michael, how about yourself? Well, um, after my hiatus, because I needed a bit bit of a time off because it's a bit hectic around around our place. Um, yeah, we've uh, finally finalised and got some land. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, we got we got some land. We... Yes, congratulations. So, yeah. Thank you. And now I can officially tell people to get off my lawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've finally become a boomer. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> And now I can wait it on people who's like, you know, uh, I've got my own place. Uh, <laughs> I'm a I'm a rare breed. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Michael, uh, were you, uh, is it a land that you purchased or was it a, with a house there as well? Are you building your own? What's the story? Well, well, we were trying to go for a house and land package mm. like, all together. But unfortunately, way things uh, way things went, um, uh, we had to get the land first and then the house. Okay. Uh, so so that was that was lucky because yeah. it's it's a bit weird if you got a house and no land to put on it. <laughs> no. Um, mm, yeah. So I'm glad it went that way. Um, yeah. yeah good, so, good on you, mate. So, yeah. So the house is uh, getting finalised and and. And fingers crossed, uh, we start building uh, the second of January. Oh, exciting! Oh, wow, wow. It's a New Year's present for you all. <laughs> yes, yes, a bit of a COVID present as well. Yeah, yeah. he'd say, "Hey, we survived COVID. We deserve this." Yeah. Yes. So, 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 in years to come, when uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a grandfather, it's like, "What did you do throughout the plague?" It's like, "I bought a house." <laughs> you see this house we got that yes <laughs> I was yeah. because I was an essential worker and I deserved it damn it <laughs> yes yes exactly absolutely and I'm and I'm growing a mustache nice oh no <laughs> <laughs> wow thanks like, like the two opposite reactions on the spectrum right there <laughs> It's all right. Fully is just jealous. <laughs> yeah. You wish, so, you so, you do, so you're doing mustache only, not the whole beard? Well, it, a mustache is e- easier to hide under a mask. So. Yeah, probably more comfortable too. Yeah. Technically, we're not supposed to have facial hair, but you know. Oh, okay. It's a sneaky mustache. Okay. 
Until you get What's... caught and then you shave it the next day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fair. Yeah, I only take it off when I'm having cups of tea. Yeah, good call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that so that's basically uh, well, basically <laughs> what I've been doing throughout the weeks. That's basically it. Um, I've recently signed up for Binge, Ooh. The, yeah, Ooh. the new streaming service, the uh, uh, where you get um, HBO stuff. So mm. I've been watching. Uh, Lovecraft Country, which is a nice, r- which is a bit of fun, you know, bit of bit of a uh, bit of horror, bit of bit of a uh, period drama sort of thing. I think you would like it, Fulia. Yeah, is there is there crime? A uh, little bit of crime. There I mean, you go. It, Fulia would love it. It, it, it deals <laughs> with um, uh, the police, and uh, yeah, um, they deal with the police. Hmm. Um, <laughs> Uh, what else? Um, yeah. Um, unfortunately, the app on my phone doesn't work, so oh, I can't boy. watch. I can't watch it on. I can't watch it on the go. Uh, so I have to wait until I actually get home and watch it on the big screen, which isn't really a a, a bad thing. I mean, mm. I much prefer for it uh, on on the TV. So that's a bit of fun. Um, yeah, that's basically it. I, I I go to work, come home, watch stuff, and and yeah, and eat, and that's basically it. Oh, and I had Father's Day as well. So oh yeah, happy yeah. Father's Day, mate. Happy yeah. Father's Day. Yeah, yeah. Did, did uh, you do anything special for it? Uh, not particularly. Uh, mm. We we well, we had Mexican. Oh yeah. That, yeah yeah. Uh, love me mix me Mexican. From the Mexican kitchen in Bendigo. Yeah? Mm. Yeah, best Mexican in town. Yeah. Made by white people, so... (laughs) That authentic. So... And I got myself a pair of socks, uh, thanks to the family. Uh, I got uh, Pickle Rick socks and Baby Baby Yoda socks. Oh, cute. Yeah. And I got a... a, um, a sort of a cheese platter thing uh, in a box. Ooh, gross. Yeah, yeah. It's got like a collection of cheeses and Ugh. meats and mm. and some and some scroggin, which is good. I love me scroggin. <laughs> yeah, and that's nice. basically and that's basically it. Now, what about you, Kendall? What did you do? What do you do? What do I do? What yes. do you do? What do I do? Well, you know. Another week, another uh, seven days of, of working and being at home, watching things. That's that is that is the life. Um, yeah, but no, a good I'd, life. It, but a, it, it's it's as good as can be in these <laughs> dire these dire times. Um, yeah, it's been yeah, it's been a good week. Um, it's it's the time is flying by, uh, which is just crazy. I cannot believe we're in September now. This is just the weirdest thing ever um work's been all right and yeah and then just basically looking forward to coming home every every day and locking myself in my room and chucking the the tv on and casting away um so i'm just gonna list off all the stuff that i watched we are gonna do a quickie review on something or hopefully we 
Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> excellent. Um, Louis. But Louis. Louis. Um, but I, yeah, I wanted to mention a few things that I, I found the time to watch uh, that made my week uh, very productive in terms of uh, consuming entertainment that I had not seen before as well. So I didn't watch everything I watched was brand new uh, for me. So oh, I watched, I finally watched Jumanji The Next Level. Because uh, they recently added it to Amazon Prime, so I was very happy about that. Um, I wasn't happy with the film, though. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. I was, I was very disappointed, to be honest. Shame. I, I, yeah, I was, yeah, especially because I loved uh, Welcome to the Jungle. It was so good. Mm. Uh, I mean, it, it was a movie nobody asked for, but we got it anyway, and. You know what they did with it in terms of paying homage to Robin Williams' Jumanji, and in terms of carrying on the storyline in an original sense, they nailed it. I loved it, but it didn't work second time around. Uh, the 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 jokes didn't land as well for me. The uh, like they they beat on the same gags for too long repeatedly in certain situations. I mean, like you know, it was. I mean, still the highlight of the film is you know the the avatars that our our teen characters get into uh or in this case you know Danny DeVito and Danny uh Danny Glover getting into um you know the rock and Kevin Hart and Jack Black and Karen Gillan like they're still the standout you know uh cast of this entire thing um it's not hard because they're so talented but um yeah i just was just i mm, yeah I, I'm not going to go too much more into it than other than to say that I was disappointed. Uh, however, everything else I watched except for one more thing, which is the last thing, so I'm doing this in chronological order uh, of what I watched. Um, everything else was really, really good. I finally watched The Umbrella Academy season one. Um, I'm going to watch season two this week, so you'll be hearing my thoughts on that next week, most likely. Um, I really enjoyed it. There was a lot of uh, a lot of writing and character issues I had just because I didn't agree and there were they use the use of certain tropes was I'm like I've seen this in a million other things why are we doing this storyline but anyway um the actors and the the characters that they portrayed the 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 main like the Hargreaves kids in this as and as adults like they're so awesome uh and they make it entertaining and make it worth watching and yeah i i highly recommend people checking umbrella academy out fulia i think you might actually enjoy it um it's it's, i've been looking at it but it's fun i don't know yeah i mean i don't know i don't know if you'll like love love it or anything but i i i think you might get something out of it i don't know i I just i really liked the the different characters in it i wasn't 100 percent in love with the writing but the characters were fantastic so i'm i'm looking forward to getting into season two because i've heard it, it just improves upon everything um all around so i'm excited about that um speaking of season two of things uh the first three episodes of season two of the boys dropped on friday on amazon prime oh my god yes i am so glad to be back in this world i am so excited and fulia they even name dropped the character that jensen ackles is going to be playing next season and i couldn't i couldn't help but get like all excited and stuff It's, it's great I mean, they've got freaking Giancarlo Esposito being all villainy like he likes to do. 
and he was great, um, but a different kind of villain, I suppose. Uh, but, you know, the I mean, I guess the superheroes are really the villains in this story. But, um, yeah, it's so good. I, I love the boys so much. It's so fucking weird, though. Fully, I take it back. You will not like it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> you will not like it. Like, it's it's just just because, I mean, there's, look, there is... There is a lot of stuff in there you will like, I think, but the stuff that they really push the boundaries in terms of what you can do on television, like what's actually okay. Like this is the things that they do in the show you could not do like even probably five years ago. Like it's, it's fucking weird. Like it's so, I can't even tell you and I won't because it won't make any sense outside of context, but goddamn. Um, it's but it it makes it makes it what it is and I freaking love it and just the the chances that they're taking but plus uh, the first episode um freaking oh my god why am I uh, Jim Beaver was in it um and and then when the credits rolled you know what his character's name was Fulia it was Robert Singer <laughs> And I lost my shit. I was like, oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love loving loving all the supernatural references. But, yeah, highly recommend checking out uh, season two of The Boys to start with. It's, yeah, it's freaking phenomenal. Um, I also found the time to check out one of Chadwick Boseman's other films that I'd not seen yet. Another one on Amazon Prime, uh, 21 Bridges. Uh, this film came out last year, and I believe we talked about it on the podcast in, uh, for Trailer Park once or twice. Um, I really, really liked it, and I don't usually like this kind of film. Like it's it's a it's like a cop thriller like sort of thing. Like Chadwick Boseman's playing this um, detective who's you know basically trying to do the right thing, be honourable and not he's, – he's, they literally even say in the film, like, he's a he's a ask questions first, shoot second kind of officer and he gets fucking, ha- like, sh- shat on for it. Like, that they, they don't like him because he does things differently, even, you know, it's probably the way police should handle themselves, but whatever. Um, so there's a lot of – in case you can't tell from that, there's a lot of commentary uh, woven in, a lot of social commentary and references to certain – kind of, you know, things that happen in America uh, in regards to the police. But um, it's so it's a really, really interesting story. It's so much more like when I'm you're starting to watch it, you just you feel like it's a, you know, these these it's a drug bust gone wrong sort of thing. Like these these guys have come in to try to steal this cocaine from, you know, a rival dealer and then ended up it, it ends up becoming so much more and about corruption and about like it's it's uh, I really really liked it. It was really good and Chadwick Boseman was phenomenal as the lead character. He was fantastic. Um, yeah. So as as happy as I was to have finally seen it, I j- it just made me a little. It was a little bit of sweet just knowing that like you know this is the kind of stuff he was giving us and we could have gotten, but. Wasn't meant to be, but at least we have what we have, right? So that is good. And plus side to this, J.K. Simmons is in this movie as well, and he's just excellent. Um, But he's excellent in everything, so. Um, And lastly, in my little roundup of super quick reviews that aren't really ever that quick, um, (laughs) I I watched I'm Thinking of Ending Things 
that, uh, it came out on Netflix on Friday as well, and I watched it yesterday. I did tw- I did a double header, Twenty One Bridges in the morning, and I'm thinking of ending. Th- I'm thinking of ending things in the afternoon. Um, I'm not smart enough for that film. <laughs> I am. Um, it was. I mean, I was so excited to watch it because I loved the trailer. The trailer was phenomenal, but that was not the film I thought we were gonna get. Like it's. It's Charlie Kaufman on crack. Like, he's just gone, I'm going to go over here with these ideas and not explain why I've done any of it. Um, oh, so it's, it's not so- a good, it's not a good, it wasn't what I expected type thing? Yeah, well, I mean, look, I think, I'm not, it's not a bad film because mm. it looks amazing. Um, the performances are phenomenal, especially from Jesse Buckley and Jesse Plemons in the lead roles. They're great. Um, and Tony Collette is just, well, Tony Collette and David Thewlis are just, you know, them themselves as usual, just awesome. Um, so there is, there is a lot to love and a lot to kind of, I don't know, appreciate about it, but it's just not for me, this film. I'm, I, it's just so, it just every, it all went over my head. Like I kind of got what Charlie Kaufman was trying to say with the script. The, The script is, it's, it's it's similar to Marriage Story in the sense of just that it's so dialogue-driven and dialogue-heavy. Like, the whole film, there's narration and the, the plot is driven forward via the, the conversations that the characters are having with each other, um, you know. So it's, it's, so it's a good character film as well, but it also kind of looks at life um, and in, a, in a, such an interesting way that's never really been done before. Um, so it's, 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 if you're curious, check it out. But I, I'm never going to watch it again because by the end of it, I was like, it's and it's two and a half hours too. So uh, I was done after ninety minutes, and I had to mm. sit through another hour. And I was checking my watch. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to just sit here and fiddle on my phone because I was just I couldn't. And then the ending made no sense. Yeah, anyway. So uh, I don't know how to recommend it to anyone, but it's I'm sure there are people out there that will appreciate it. But it, I. It's not for me. It's not for me. It, it's a good film. It's just not for me. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But anyway, so that is everything I watched except for one thing uh, in the last <laughs> week because that that's life. Oh, that's life. Okay, cool. So uh, now that we've gotten through the uh, week that was with all of us, it's time to check in with the week that was in the nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Alrighty, it's nerdy news time, and we've got some really interesting stories to get through. I'm very excited, as usual. Uh, but we're going to start with one that's not so great. Uh, filming on The Batman, Matt Reeves' upcoming Batman film that we're all super excited about, um, has has stopped. It has been interrupted because that pesky coronavirus has popped up on the set. Um, a crew member has tested positive for COVID-19, uh, so they shut down production. Uh, word is from inside sources that Battenson himself... Uh, Robert Pattinson has actually tested positive for coronavirus himself, although uh, Warner Brothers are denying this. Well, they're not really saying either way, so they're kind of 
silence is confirmation sort of thing. I don't know, but um, they're not they're not releasing any official statements relating to Robert Pattinson. Um, there's also no confirmation as to whether he's uh, asymptomatic or if he's actually uh, you know suffering the you know the 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 affliction of the the illness um but either way hopefully speedy recovery to him and the crew member that had tested positive um they will be going through the procedures of you know two week quarantining um periods and all of that jazz everything so they can get back to filming so it'll be a little little bit of a break again they'd only just gotten back into production um and started filming again and of course everyone that came into contact with robert pattinson uh uh, according to sources on set, is going through you know testing and quarantine and all that just to make sure it's all good. So we'll get back up and running in no time, but uh, a, a slight pandemic-y setback again for the Batman. Uh, disappointing. But things that are not disappointing is what I'm about to say, and that is The Mandalorian Season 2 finally has an official release date of the 30th of October, which is, al- which is also my mum's birthday. So it's a great day already that's just going to get better. I'm Yay. so happy. Yes, I'm so happy about this. This is awesome news. Um, we all knew it was coming out around the October, November uh, window anyway, but it's good to finally have a release date. <clears throat> But it's good to finally have a release date locked in. They also uh, released a, a new kind of updated logo for the show that has uh, Mando and little baby Yoda right next to him. It's really, really awesome. So cannot wait. We'll be marking my calendar for that because what else is there to mark your calendar for in 2020? Well, your mum's birthday, of course. <laughs> May <Mayor> mum's birthday. <laughs> so be mum's birthday. Are you birthday. more excited for a TV show or your mum's birthday? My mum's birthday. I'd be a bad daughter if I said anything else, but you know, it's <laughs> gonna be a, it's gonna be a good day. It's gonna be a good day. Yeah. Um, keeping in the sci-fi theme, <clears throat> this was pretty cool news that I'm also very very excited about and kind of want to watch it right now. Uh, basically, the former showrunners of Game of Thrones, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, have uh, announced their uh, upcoming project with Netflix that they've been working on. Um, they are teaming up with uh, not just each other, but uh, Ryan Johnson, Brad Pitt and Rosamund Pike and uh, Alexander Wu from True Blood. They're all teaming up to produce and bring to us an adaptation of Liu Cixin's sci-fi book trilogy, The Three-Body Problem. Um, This sounds phenomenal, and I can't wait. It's an alien invasion story. Basically, uh, it's about a society who makes first contact with an alien race. Um, The title, The Three-Body Problem, is actually uh, a problem in physics of computing the trajectory of three bodies interacting with one another, Um, In the novel, this refers to a nearby solar system where three stars make life hell for those who live on an Earth-type planet. Um, I am just, yes, 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 and yes, take my money. I I mean, I, you know, well, take my monthly subscription Netflix that I'm already paying for. Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm super, yeah, super, super excited. It sounds really great, despite, you know, the fact that it's, it's Benioff and Weiss, and we all know how Game of Thrones went, but... Uh, the fact that, you know, they're adapting this from scratch. The book series has already been finished. It was three books, the first of which came out in 2008. 
and received massive critical acclaim uh, in China. And then after it was translated into English, uh, it went on to win, I think, a Hugo Award. Um, like it's, it's, yeah, it's very well received amongst its audience and critics as well. So uh, this is something that I really, really am looking forward to seeing. It just sounds really, really cool. Um, what do we got next? Okay, so we have two reunions to talk about in the news this week. The first of which uh, is one that I, you know, has kind of been teased on social media for a little bit, but we finally have an announcement. The Princess Bride cast and director are reuniting for a virtual table read, um, and they're doing it for a good cause. Usually I wouldn't say politics is a good cause, but that's just me. I don't like to talk about politics, but it is um, <laughs> the table read um, that you you make a donation to watch and take a part you know take a part in you know being in the audience. Um, the the money that you you put you use to pay for it will be going straight to the uh, Democratic Party of Wisconsin in America. We all know that there is an election coming up in the U.S. Um, apparently, oh yeah, with, oh, yeah, yeah news. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, well, they, you heard it here first. Wow. Another exclusive. Exclusive. U.S. election 2020. Who knew? Yeah. Um, mm, yes, fascinating stuff. Uh, so Wisconsin, it turns out, is uh, one of the kind of swing states. It's traditionally a blue state, which means it's democratic uh, in generally, but, um, last election, Donald Trump actually flipped it, his side and got the vote for, uh, so it's kind of a vital state, which is why, uh, everyone with the princess bride and doing this table read has decided to, you know, send all proceeds to the democratic party of Wisconsin. Cause we want the Demo democratic party to win this election. Fingers crossed. Um, but yes, where is my little thing. Yes, yeah, so it's Carrie Elwes, Robin Wright, uh, Carol Kane, Chris Sarandon, Mandy Patinkin, Wallace Shawn, and Billy Crystal are all coming back for this table read. Um, Rob Reiner will also be there, the wonderful director of the film. Uh, and Patton Oswalt, all-round legend himself, is going to be moderating a Q&A panel afterwards. Um, it's going to be live-streamed uh, on September 13th, so next week. Uh, here in Australia, obviously, that'll be the next day on the 14th. Um, doesn't say where it will be live streamed, but I imagine it's going to be very easily accessible, probably on YouTube or through uh, Twitter or any social media. So have a look at that if you're keen and interested. I think that's going to be pretty fantastic. Um, and the other reunion we're going to be talking about this week, uh, the cast of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air are coming together for the show's 30th anniversary. Uh, everybody's coming back, except, of course, the late, great James Avery. Um, Uncle Phil himself passed away a few years ago, very sadly. But everyone else will be returning. Will Smith, Tatiana Ali, Karen Parsons, Joseph Marcel, Daphne Maxwell-Reed and Alfonso Ribeiro, as well as Jazzy Jeff, of course. Couldn't have a reunion without Jazzy Jeff. Um... It is going to be airing uh, in the US on HBO Max um, around the end of November. The article says Thanksgiving, and it's generally late November for those who don't celebrate that holiday. 
but yeah, it's going to be an unscripted reunion, uh, similar to the Friends one that was uh, announced months ago that still hasn't happened because of COVID-19. But this one is going full steam ahead, so uh, that's going to be really, really cool to see them all together again. That's for sure. Um, and to round out the nerdy news this week, we've got a bunch of horror-related news to talk about. Sorry, Folia. Um, the- <laughs> get excited. Uh, yeah. Get excited. Yes, yes Queen. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, Queen. Which is why I put this trailer in the news and not in Trailer Park. You're welcome, Folia. Um, (laughs) so the first, (laughs) so in the past week, we got the first trailer for, uh, Netflix's The Haunting of Bly Manor. Yes, I am so here for this series. Um, this of course is the second in what's turning out to be kind of an anthology series from Mike Flanagan, a horror master in his own right. Um, this is, yeah, the first, the first series technically was The Haunting of Hill House, uh, but that story was covered completely in the first season, and this, uh, this season, season two, we're getting The Haunting of Bly Manor, so it's gonna be completely different story being told, it's not, but Mike Flanagan did say that there will be some kind of small Easter eggs that fans may spot. Um, during the watching of Haunting of Bly Manor. Um, it's based on Henry James's uh, novella, The Turn of the Screw, which Ooh. has me super, which has, yeah, which has me super excited because I did that book in uni and my God, it's spooky. It's great. Um, it's been adapted many times in many different ways. Um, but what, they're, what they've decided to do with the story is that uh, according to Mike Flanagan, he says it's going to be kind of the entry point into the realm of Henry James. So you know, he was a renowned author uh, in terms of his, you know, amazing ability to tell stories and to just, you know, scare the crap out of you at the same time. Um, so there's a lot of supernatural elements going on. It's a lot of ghost stories, um, lots of exciting things for horror fans. Um, but this basic story... The bones of it is going to be Turns of the Screw this season. So it tells the story of a a young governess uh, who heads to Bly Manor in Essex, England, to keep an eye on an orphaned boy and girl. The governess then begins witnessing supernatural activity, becoming convinced the kids are being visited by ghosts. Um, And yes, this was very evident in the trailer, which was so good. I'm so here for this whole thing. Um... Stars returning from the first series, uh, we've got Victoria Pedretti, Oliver uh, Jackson Cohen, and Henry Thomas um, Elliot from ET. For those paying it, playing at home, um, they're all coming back for this season. So, uh, but of course, playing different characters. So, yeah, I'm super super keen for this. It's going to be streaming on Netflix on the 9th of October. Um, Child's Play fans, uh, thankfully, don't have to wait uh, any longer for the show to come out, but the production has been delayed due to uh, coronavirus, sadly. Um, they thought they were going to be able to, you know, start filming, and I think we, you know, we did get a little kind of teaser not too long ago. That was really cool. Um, but no, they've decided they're going to have to push things back a bit, but they have not changed the release date, so it will still be airing on time next year um but hopefully hopefully it doesn't shift fingers crossed they can still get it out in time 
Um, and lastly, rounding up the news is just a really interesting story uh, about a long-lost horror film that never saw the light of day by the name of Grizzly 2, The Concert, uh, or Grizzly 2, The Predator, depending on which one you like more. Um, this is a horror film um, that was supposed to come out almost 40 years ago, starring George Clooney, Laura Dern, and uh, I've forgotten the third name. Charlie Sheen. Uh, Charlie Sheen, thank you. I was going to say George Clooney again, and I was like, <laughs> no, I've already said him. Um, yes, um, this might be a good time to throw it to Wayne, who knows a little bit more <laughs> about about the story behind this, um, but I'm... But I just had to mention it in the news because it just sounds like the crazy that this film never got, you know, n- never got finished. And the fact that it has these three very noteworthy stars in it before they were even famous is just, it's just crazy. Uh, Wayne, wh- mm. what else can you tell us? Yeah, so it's just a bit of backstory. Uh, it's the sequel to the 1976 film Grizzly, directed by William Gr- uh Gridlar, and that film is actually available on Amazon Prime for anyone who has it and wants to check it out. It's about a park nice. ranger who's trying to stop a giant killer bear from terrorizing the national forest. Um, I think the title in itself kind of gives you <laughs> that idea. They went and filmed Grizzly 2 in 1983 over in Hungary, but it was actually never released. And they didn't get time to do the um, additional special effects that they wanted to. And that was going to be, you know, using a giant mechanical bear uh, (laughs) as the title character. (laughs) Um, So what happened was that the film's executive producer, Joseph Proctor, suddenly disappeared before these effects could be shot. And yeah, so he disappeared with all the money (laughs) to finance the remaining of the film. Um, Yes. He was later discovered um, in jail serving time for tax evasion, (laughs) which is, you know, sort of says, hey, um, you know, look, bootlegged versions of um, surviving footage have been around for a while. But what's happening now is that the film is actually getting a proper release. So the title that it will be released under is now called Grizzly 2 Revenge. And this new version so it is going to differ from the original vision it's going to run for around 75 minutes so a bit of a trim down the original film goes for 91 minutes um so the sequel would have gone for about that as well which was standard for for 80s horror movies but this is going to be trimmed down to 75 minutes in total and they're actually going to change it around a little bit and they're going to change it because they want to give Charlie Sheen, George Clooney and Laura Dern bigger roles. They're going to make their characters yeah. more prominent. There are other people in, in the film that um, that you will be familiar with. Uh, so I think it was Louise Fletcher is in it. Um, that that name seems familiar. Yeah, yeah so um, she played Nurse Ratchet in... Um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. So, you know, Academy Award winning um, actress. And she ended up in this. Don't ask why. But, um, but yeah, but people (laughs) these days are obviously more familiar with with the names of Sheen, Clooney, and Laura Doan. And, of course, you have to sing Mm. Laura Doan every time you say her name. Uh, So Laura Doan. Laura Doan. So, yeah. So, (laughs) it's going to be edited so they have more prominent roles. What their roles were originally and what they will be now. I'm not too sure it hasn't been released. Um, you can actually check out a trailer for Grizzly 2, The Revenge, uh, or Grizzly 2 Revenge, 
um, Google that one and you can check out the trailer to that. And there are plans to release the film on stream on streaming services and at drive-in uh, theaters, drive-in cinemas over oh, in cool. the United States. They've said in autumn, which is right now in the Northern Hemisphere. So at some mm. point this month, October, November, it will have a, a North American release because, you know, they are handling COVID differently to, to, to those of us here. Um, but, <laughs> yes. hey, look, if it gets a release through a streaming service, um, it might even um, end up in Australia sooner rather than later. So, yeah, that's that's the goss on Grizzly 2 nice. Revenge. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. It's so, so freaking cool. Okay. That was the nerdy news, guys. Um Fulia, is there anything that uh, spoke to you this week that you're excited about? Well, I am definitely excited about The Mandalorian Season 2 after firstly signing up to Disney Plus and then just binge-watching The Mandalorian Season 1 in like two days. Well, you're not excited (laughs) about Kendall's mum's birthday? I'll leave that excitement to Kendall. <laughs> just smile and clap, Kendall. Just smile and clap. Smile and clap. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I love it. Um, bless my mother. Um, yes. Yes. Mandalorian Fulia. So exciting. Yes. So... Can't wait for that to come out. I really want to watch it. And after Wayne is finished with his little giggles. It's going to be a while. Ignore me. (laughs) Comedy gold. (laughs) Yeah, it was great. (laughs) Sorry, Fulia. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. It always seems to happen when I start talking. Anyway. You're, so, you're so funny. <laughs> oh, gee, thank you. <laughs> um, I am, however, saddened to hear the reports of uh, Robert Pattinson and uh, the crew member from The Batman testing positive mm. um, to COVID nineteen. Um, you know, get you know after after releasing the trailer and then finding out that you know they have to hold back their um, their uh, their shooting. Um, it is it is sad, but once uh, they've gone through their quarantine process and extra testing and everything's okay, then they can go back to it, and then yep. hopefully it'll be <laughs> it'll be released uh, when it's supposed to be released. Um, but that's fine. I'm still excited for the Batman. I hope that Rob Patson and everyone else um, on the uh, the creation of the Batman is um, will feel better soon. The only other thing from from the nerdy news that has got me excited is um, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion. However, the fact that we don't have HBO Max does make me feel very disappointed and sad. Mm. <laughs> which means I'm going to have to find another means of watching it. Yeah. <laughs> which is not what I want to do. Um, but uh, it would be it will be really, really awesome to see um, the cast come together again, um, for their 30th anniversary. Um, obviously, sadly, uh, we're not going to have an uncle Phil, but 
I'm very excited for Fresh Prince because I love that show. That sitcom yeah. was hilarious. So good. It's it's an amazing it's an amazing comedy series and I love it. Um, so I'm I'm glad that they're doing a little uh, Taylor Reed reunion. Wayne, yes, my dear. <laughs> what did you think of the nerdy news? Lots going on in the news, but a few uh, highlights and I suppose low points from me as well. Unfortunate about Robert Pattinson and the crew member testing positive or allegedly testing positive to COVID-19. But I'm glad that at least production has stopped so everyone can sort of rest, get tested and make sure that they're healthy and safe so that when uh, production resumes, um, it's full steam ahead because this movie looks absolutely amazing. And you know, I just want, I want the best for this production because I really look forward to seeing it. So wish everyone a speedy recovery and a healthy and safe continuation with the Batman. Um, look, October 30, we're all excited about Kendall's mum's birthday. And I think <laughs> we will, we will celebrate in acknowledgement by beginning the second season of the Mandalorian season yeah. two. So yes, happy for that. Um, I appreciate that there could be some trepidation with Game of Thrones showrunners adapting another beloved text. But as you pointed to, uh, Kendall, the text that they are adapting has done its full run and has um, reached its conclusion. So, um, look, they're good at staying true to texts. They have the whole story, the whole arc. So, um, look, the three-body problem, which I've not um, read before and actually had never heard of before. Uh, No, me either, actually. Um, Look. I think it be with, considering the team involved. I mean, we can say what we want about the showrunners, but look, they know how to adapt good material when they have it in front of them. So, I think the three body problem promises to be really, really good. Um, the haunting of Bly Manor actually was not on my radar at all, but hearing you speak about it. Uh, Kendall has now put it there, so thank you very much for that yes. one. You are so welcome. Um, you are so welcome. Child's Play, th- uh, Child's Play, um, the series. Uh, I, I, I always have mixed feelings about this because when Child's Play is done well, when Chucky is in his element, it's exceptional. It is one of the best horror franchises there are, I think. Um, when it misses the mark, though, it does tend to miss the mark. It's not always a bullseye, as I know uh, Fulio you'll attest to. But I'm glad that even <laughs> though there is a delay in production, um, there's, the airing scheduling has not been moved. So hopefully that doesn't mean it'll be a rushed production, um, but maybe they just gave themselves a lot of time. Um, I spoke earlier about Grizzly 2. Um I love cult cinema, even movies that I've not heard about. I love hearing about their stories. I love uh, reading about them and the cast who are involved, especially uh, actors who went on to become quite prominent. And in this case, who are still quite prominent uh, in, in popular culture and in film and television. So I'm definitely going to go and experience the first Grizzly film. And I can't wait to watch Grizzly 2, as I know uh, Fulia will be by my side munching that popcorn hmm. uh, as we hmm. see the title character wreck havoc. <laughs> um, Michael, over to you. Yes, well, <clears throat> going through all, all this, yeah, it would be, um, yeah, uh, Mandalorian will be, will be cool to watch on uh, Disney Plus. Um, and uh, it's a uh, yeah, 
I think it's actually absolutely awesome that they actually got that done in time. Just mm. just in time. And mm. uh, having a having a watch of the of the um, the making of it looks it looks like a production that you could probably do during COVID. Um, considering they have they have that sort of um, sound stage that's pretty much a surround screen sort sort of area. If you have if you haven't seen it, it's on Disney. It's on Disney Plus. Have how they made it. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's, yeah, it de- definitely got me excited because because it sort of reminds me of um, way back in time when when um, DVDs were a thing, <laughs> and <laughs> and watching behind the scenes. It de- um, definitely harkens back of me watching uh, the. Um, Extended versions of Lord of the Rings and how they how they made that it, it definitely got me juices going. It's like ah, oh, I wish I could, f- I wish I could be a filmmaker. It's it would be such a lot of fun just dealing with um like technology, like new technology, making technology uh, to fit your actual problem. I mean that goes back with um George Lucas doing doing um. The, the first uh, Star Wars, mm. like invent like inventing technology to to re reimagine cinema and how how to film cinema. Yeah, which which is great. So I can't wait yeah. for that. Uh, as well as Kendall's mum's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big big post, I reckon. I reckon, <laughs> I reckon when we uh, release this uh, podcast, we'll just say and "Happy birthday to Kendall's mum," <laughs> or even, or even call this the uh, Kendall's mum's birthday celebration podcast. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that nice. would be awesome. Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, I okay. I'm I'm probably gonna put a target on my back. I haven't seen Princess Bride. Hmm. hmm. Mm, I'm surprised that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come for you, but I am surprised you haven't seen it. Like I myself yeah. have only seen it once, mind you, and that was as an yeah, adult. Same. It wasn't it in my uh, childhood. Um, yeah, okay. but, but I do. I'm, have the, to, I'm the only one then, I guess, from yeah. childhood that loves this. Yeah, but no, I have to say though, even watching it as an adult, um, it's a it's a really it's a fun it's a really good movie mm. as well. Like it's it's I can see why it's a classic, and I think. You have to, you should watch it. I know it's hard now, but I think the best time to watch it is as a child. Because uh, for me, it almost has that never ending story element that I think if you experience that movie for the first time as an adult, ah. you can't appreciate the brilliance and the whimsy and the fantasy and the adventure of it in that spirit. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd recommend, Mike, if you've come across The Princess Bride on one of the streaming platforms, to watch it. It's a great film. And um, yeah. I think it's on one of them. Yeah. Even it even said that it's probably on uh, like American Netflix, which I can just go go on my VPN and then yeah. VPN. We actually yeah, stu- we actually studied a scene in university um, about oh. like yeah um, from it. So it's that scene with um, where the the guys uh, swapping around the poison. Yeah, I can remember that. Uh, and yeah, all, yeah. No. and also, no, no. and also, um, <laughs> there's the first, there's the first like sword fight that happens. 
Yeah. Um, so I don't know the characters. Again, it's been a while since I've no, seen that's, it. Um, that's okay. I, I, are you talking about the, the Dread Pirate Roberts and um, Inigo Montoya, like their first on top of the cliff? Yes, their yes. Their first fight? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so... Don't know those people. Well, it's <laughs> the reason why uh, our teacher showed us uh, the scene and then showed us how it is described um, and written in the script was because it's done in a really quirky way it's in a way that you've i've no one's well none of us had ever heard of a of a fight scene described in a script before and Mm. it says um you know it says the characters are facing off each other and have like you know a, a great fight it's not the greatest fight ever that happens later let's literally like something along yeah. those lines is how it's said in the screenplay and um and that's just absolutely phenomenal because it gives you the idea of the spirit of the movie just the way it describes a fight scene yeah yeah so sorry tangent over mike watch princess no, bride if you can <laughs> yes but yeah please please do because like as much as like when you're right about the whole the childhood nostalgia mm. thing um i've actually become to love the princess bride more every time i watch it yeah um and i appreciate it i appreciate it more for what it is as an adult because it's one of those great family films Mm. that that has has the the content in there for the kids and for the adults that only adults will get yeah like it's like it it's like what disney does so well with pixar but Mm. it's like but it's print the princess bride is so cheeky yeah um (laughs) and and i mean i mean it's directed by rob reiner it's going to be amazing like yeah mike you'll you'll freaking love it i think so i think so too yeah well i don't know when when uh if you if you um Comparing it to Neverending Story, I'm not too sure. <laughs> oh, it's it's but no. Look, I love I love Neverending Story, and I will defend it. But the Princess Bride is a lot better. Oh, can't yeah. do them fighting words. Mm, I know. <laughs> well, well, mind you. Now I now I've got you. a target on me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all right. Um, I mean, Wayne likes terrible films. Um, <laughs> settle down. Settle down. No, no, no. In the, that, in the company of people for liking terrible franchises. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. We'll, we'll I mean, you that. like what you like. I mean, I like what I like. It's just my uh, the, the movies that I like are good. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, Wayne, but it's 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 all right to like terrible films. I mean, if we go, I'm I'm going to talk about Batman now, but you know, you for for some reason you like um Batman v Superman for some reason, even I, though I do. it's uh, yeah, but for for but lack of a good. better word, it's not good. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, uh, save Martha. I mean, it's such a terrible plot point. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just terrible. I mean, I mean, it's like oh, they both name they both name is Martha. I mean, that's probably a, a I think that's just a, a terrible writing p- p- um, point. I yeah. Mean, uh, even in the comics, Pete. They yeah. didn't really do that. I mean, no, it's because it's such low hanging fruit. But they, yeah. But all of a sudden, Zack Snyder, in in, in his incredible wisdom, is like, oh, they become <laughs> friends now because they both have mums. I mean, ser- seriously, <laughs> what sort of what sort it's like of like uh, step brothers and superheroes? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, I love step brothers, but that's supposed to be a comedy. Look, you know? Mike. Um, I, yeah. Look, Mike. I I I don't <laughs> expect you. To get the multi-layered depth in such a poignant moment 
in that film, but we can save that for when we uh, review the film together. Um, I, uh, I, I, come on, you, you can't say to me that, that Zack Snyder's got depth. I mean, honestly. <laughs> uh, look, he's, it, he, he's, 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 a vi- he's made I, more I movies admit, than I have, so I have to give him he, some credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but come on. <laughs> He's got depth of a different kind in that film. Anyway, Mike, do you have anything else? He's a very <laughs> visual director. I give him that. Yeah. What, he, what he does is fascinating. Uh, but for story t- standpoint, I mean, it's just lackluster. That The reason why I only watch Zack Snyder's films only once, because once is enough. I don't know, I mean, Mike. Unless, unless it's Dawn of the Dead, and I, I love Dawn, his version of Dawn of the Dead. No, 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 no. I mean, that's absolutely terrible. If you actually are a, a zombie per- person like me, I'm um, not. George, George Romero's like like definitive. I mean, mm. you, you talk you talk about you talk about story. I mean, he his stories are absolutely fantastic. I mean, the plight of human human nature, uh, and what does Zack Snyder do? Running zombies. Wow, that's fucking fantastic. I mean. Uh, surely uh, a rotting corpse can't fucking run it, his ankles would actually break under under the pressure I mean did he actually think about that I mean honestly I mean you know if you like Zack Snyder that's okay it's, it's, it's just you, you, you like what you like I mean you do you you know uh, I intend to <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> oh my god the troll that became a tangent Mike any last any last words and nerdy news before we move on? Uh, yeah, um, I hope Rob. Uh, I hope people who who are on the Batman um, get well soon because that yes. that looks like going to be an excellent Batman film. And you know, yes. with the effects of COVID, I mean, maybe Rob Patterson it'd probably help him with his Batman voice. I mean, <laughs> if it, no, if you hear, hear people who actually have COVID, that it's it. I don't know. It's a hindrance, but but if you hear Peter Dutton, like he had COVID nineteen, and now he t- sounds like fucking Darth Vader. <laughs> well, he looks um, like Darth Vader in some of those photos. Oh so. my god! Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my not, god! Not to great. not to you know go into a political tangent. No, we don't do that on this podcast. No, 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 no. Even though the Princess Bride is doing fucking you know a, a Democratic Party fundraiser. I mean, maybe you know yeah. you do. You do you. Maybe that's I the mean, time to watch it, Mike. You can give a donation to the Demo- to the Democratic Party. No, no, I'm a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> Note, I, I am an Australian Republican. I don't know, mate. I reckon you've got that red cap on. <laughs> <laughs> Make Batman great again. <laughs> okay, we need to move on. We need to move on. Nerdy news is done, dusted in the book for the episode um, because I really want to get to trailer park. I want to roll on up and park my trailers and watch them and talk about them. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. All right, trailer park time, and I've got to say, this is, I'm, I can't speak for everyone, but I'm speaking for myself, because this trailer park this week is magnificent. I am so excited about every single thing we're going to talk about, starting with the uh, second trailer for the much-anticipated uh, and long-awaited James Bond 25 
No Time to Die. Holy crap. Why wasn't this the first trailer? I mean, damn. Like, why? <laughs> I mean, maybe they didn't want to lead, lead with this and have it be too big and bombastic. They want to save the good stuff. But, like, I I thought the first trailer was okay for this movie. I Like, it, it was serviceable for what it was trying to sell. Sure. Cool. Um, You know, again, I still haven't watched Spectre. I really need to watch Spectre now because this trailer makes me want to watch this movie so bad. Like, it looks so good. Uh just the the just the action set pieces are are fantastic. I mean, it's a James Bond film, so that's always going to happen. But just the way that they're filmed, the way that they're captured, the way that they're executed, the whole thing looks so wonderful. Um, just I don't know. There's something just about the way this trailer was edited together, the way it strung together, the and told you what the the story was going to be, and how it laid out all the characters for you threw in some, not some comedy per se, because um, James Bond does not do comedy, but like, you know, those moments of levity were thrown in there really nicely. Like it all flowed really nicely together. And uh, yeah, just really made for a, a really solid trailer for a film that looks just absolutely fantastic. Like I'm, yeah, like, and I heard you know, there were mixed mixed reviews about Spectre, but now I'm, I'm like, I want to watch this. I want to go back and watch Spectre first so I can watch this because it's um, definitely a sequel to that um, for those who don't know. But yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm so on board. It looks phenomenal. Also really cool to see Daniel Craig and Anna de Armas uh, reuniting from Knives Out uh, in this Um like and and getting to see actually more of her character in this trailer I, was really great because you know she, there was just a kind of a brief flash of her in the first trailer we didn't really get any kind of sense of what her role was other than being a bond girl um there's three bond girls in this movie hello this is fantastic um but yeah no she looks she looks awesome kicking ass in that phenomenal dress and whatever else she's doing I'm just I'm here for it I'm here for the whole thing Lashana Lynch as the the new double O agent that they've previously introduced and are teasing us as some kind of potential bond replacement down the line maybe I'm I'm also here for this now she's just she was fantastic in Captain Marvel as I've said before that she she looks like she's going to be great in this um and those shots with that I don't know what that plane was that's also a submarine I don't know what it is but I love it and I'm so excited to see those those scenes like yeah it just it captured me completely I'm I'm very very excited to see this Wayne please tell me you liked this as much as I did look to be perfectly honest Kendall um all you have to say is it's a James Bond movie and I'm sold Uh, this was was a really exciting trailer to watch Uh, I've seen all the James Bond films and am a fan of them I have to say though that a lot of the plot lines in the James Bond films uh, are quite convoluted but you just have so much fun (laughs) watching them that you don't really care Um, I've even gone and sat through some movies where at the end of it and was like I don't particularly think I know what the plot was (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I don't care. Um, yeah, like there've been plenty of James Bond movies and I really enjoy almost all of them. There's one or two that lag a little bit, um, but it's, you know, the character's doing his thing. And look, this trailer shows off and showcases the hallmarks of a James Bond movie. Guns, gadgets, girls, 
sold, right? And again, this this looks like it's going to be action-packed, exciting. There's going to have that brilliant absurdity that you just love Bond for. And it's wonderful seeing Daniel Craig um, in, 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 in the role again. I mean, I think, you know, he's already said... Like I, I believe he said this is his last movie. He said that two times before. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the paycheck is attractive. The fans absolutely love him. He is so good in in this role. He'll be fantastic in this movie. This movie is going to be fun. I will say, I'm not sure if it will um, reach the highs of Spectre, which I absolutely enjoyed. I really like that. Um, all of his films, oh, okay. yeah, all of his films are good. I did like, I did, I did like um, Spectre. Um, I liked Casino Royale. I, you know, I, yeah, just a, a big fan. I don't have any grudges against any of the Daniel Craig movies. Maybe I'm just Sky, easy to Skyfall play. though. Yes, Skyfall is amazing. Yeah, I have to say, out of all of them, um, even though yes, I did like Spectre, Skyfall for me is probably my all-time favorite James Bond movie. Um, oh wow! Yes, I was just uh, blown away. And again, I like Daniel Craig, yeah. and I wouldn't necessarily say he's my favorite Bond actor, um, but I think Skyfall's probably my all-time favorite. Um, yeah, it just it 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 did it it did a lot of things that other Bond movies um, don't do. And I think when you show the more human side of James Bond, um, I think that just gives him this depth of character that makes him relatable because you know he is the fantasy isn't he he's that cliche mm. of and ex- please excuse the uh the very heteronormative um d- you know um, descriptions that I will use but it's that he, he I don't mind he's thanks mike this one's for you he is that um he I give you permission he is that he is that <laughs> cliche that, that cliched phrase he, you know he is the he, he's the person every man wants to be and the person every woman wants to be with. There's just the way yeah. he is built that way. So, for example, something like Skyfall on Her Majesty's Secret Service, we see a lot of the human vulnerable side in him. And that's quite lovely because I think that makes you invested even more. Um, but here he just looks like an absolute machine. I am absolutely all for this one. Um, I can't wait. How about you, Mike? Yeah, um, definitely. Um, uh, I'm in the same boat as you, Wayne. Uh, If there's a Bond film coming out, I'm going to watch it, Mm. no matter what the trailer is. (laughs) And and after this trailer, I'm 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 doubly going in. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> twice I die for this. Um, yeah, um, Daniel Craig as Bond. Uh, always, always has um, some. Ro- oh, you always have some some um, some quandaries if he's going to be good or not. Mm. But um, I think after Quantum of Solace, I thought it definitely tweeted us like, yeah, he's a Bond. Yeah. It's he. He definitely looks different. Uh, definitely looks different as, as a Bond. I mean, we're so so used to the the black hair, the the chiselled jaw, and Daniel Craig looks absolutely different. But it just suits him down to the ground. And and after this one, I don't know 
who's going to be the next Bond, but we don't have to bother wondering about that because, you know, it's it's who knows. It's still up in the air. Mm. Um, Tom Hiddleston. What? Tom Hiddleston. I'm sorry, what? Who? Who? Never heard of him. What? I didn't. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I don't know what. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, although Wayne, if you say that again, I I will break the the law and come to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. Oh, ah. <laughs> uh, did you Dead say Edris Elba? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> he would he would be a very good bond, Idris. Yes, I will admit. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Better than someone who plays a weasel. I'm sorry, what? What? What did I what? <laughs> Fulia? <laughs> yes. Fulia, save save me. What did you think of this trailer? <laughs> um, look. I've only ever watched like a couple of James Bond movies in my time. And I haven't actually watched any of the recent ones with Daniel Craig. Uh, However, the trailer looked epic. It looked so good. All the action. um, All the Bond girls. (laughs) What else could you want like from a Bond movie, honestly? Um, it, it, It almost looks like it's telling us that you know, James Bond has to come to an end. <laughs> mm. um, that's that's kind of what I got from the trailer. It's it's as if it was telling it, it, there was like this little little message saying, you know, we're gonna with James Bond is gonna be no more. Um, so <laughs> I'm not sure where that's gonna go, but I don't think that's gonna happen. Um, but yes, it does look like a lot of fun, and I would definitely be looking forward to it. However. I need to watch the other James Bond movies before I can even think about watching this one. <laughs> so, well, when... well, they're all on stand. I think yes. they're all on stand. So, yes, so I'm yeah. gonna have to at some point do like a marathon of James Bond movies. <laughs> yeah. So, when is No Time to Die going to be released? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, this is the uh, second, I believe. Release date, possibly third, uh, due to COVID-19, but uh, considering No Time to Die was the first big film that was moved due to the pandemic, uh, but hopefully uh, we will be seeing it in cinemas, hopefully, on the 12th of November. So a couple of more months to go for Bond 25. All right. Uh, second trailer this week is for an upcoming film, uh, by the name of The Glorias. Um, I'm so looking forward to checking this out. Uh, it seems to be a kind of non-traditional biopic of uh, a feminist icon, Gloria Steinem. Uh, I don't really know much about her life, but she she pops up a lot in, in certain pop culture places and, and certain TV shows and films. Like, she, she, she cameos a lot and plays herself in certain little moments. And, um, and, but she always has the, the best uh, and most wise words to, to say and to bring to the story. Um, but in terms of her real life, like, you know, I imagine 
the the landscape of the the feminist movement would be completely different uh, if not for her. Um, but yeah, I, this, this so this I'm I'm really really keen to check this out, uh, and especially because of the cast as well. I mean, we're we're looking at Gloria Steinem through different times in her life. Uh, played by different actresses, of course. Uh, the two two leads of the film, though, are uh, Alicia Vikander and uh, Julianne Moore um, playing Gloria. And I am, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing them uh, bring her to life in this in this film in this biopic. It looks it looks really different, like. Uh, cinematically like it doesn't like I said it doesn't really look like your traditional standard kind of biopic that you know especially the ones we've seen in recent years like there's some kind of it may may not be a linear structure to the story there may be I don't know I mean I couldn't really gauge either way from the trailer and that didn't really bother me too much um but I just I kind of like the the these kind of animation things that they're maybe throwing in uh they're like use of obvious green screen but not to like the detriment of the of the film or its story just uh just the way they're sort of like sort of kind of taking the realism out it in certain ways just to kind of maybe describe the the 60s and the 70s and what, like you know put that kind of lens on it maybe that's what they're doing I don't know but um yeah it, I'm I'm really, really keen to check this out. It looks like it's going to be really good. And Janelle Monae's in it as well. And I love her. Um, she's just wonderful. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I'm really, really keen to see The Glorious. Wayne, mm-hmm. um, what, did, what did you think? Yeah, I'm like you, Kendall. I don't know much about Gloria Steinem's life. I do know that she is an important figure in the second wave feminist movement um, coming out of the United States. I really like the look of this trailer. I adore Julianne Moore, especially. So I'm looking forward to, to watching her. I mean, she's the type of actor that you just watch her in anything, really, because you know oh, yeah. you know she's going to give such a great performance. And I think playing somebody who, somebody who again, is really important in terms of um, a social movement uh, that had a momentum around the world, uh, you're, you're in for a really good combination there. Um, yeah, I love the look of this. I agree with every everything you said about this trailer. Um, I did sense a more of a linear story from it, um, but I, okay. but again, it doesn't actually bother me how they're going to go about it because yeah. the the yeah. trailer is quite engaging. Like if that sort of visual style and that energy um, is sustained throughout the movie, and that's not necessarily an easy thing to do for a movie that runs longer than two hours, which this one does. But I feel like that there's a lot of uh, rich history to play off and representation of a time that I find quite interesting. The the social moods and social changes um, throughout the Western world, especially in the 60s and 70s, um, is a fascinating time to explore, to study and to reflect upon. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to the Glorias when that comes out. How about you, Mike? Um, yeah, um, talking about the narrative and how they're going to present like a biopic is always fascinating to me because because sometimes they do it as linear and so, sometimes they play uh, it what it looks like in the trailer they, they sort of play with it and it's all yeah. it's always good when they play with it um 
Yeah, I've <laughs> speak. Uh, well, I've I have no idea who she is. Um, and my and my uh, limited knowledge of, of like the feminist movement goes by like um, uh, like textbook is like yeah this happened this happened mm. but but I. I don't know. I can't really. I can't really um, like comment, really. As a uh, speaking as a cisgendered white male, I find I find it a bit threatening. <laughs> the, this, <laughs> the, there's no representatives of uh, my of me on on on, t, on on the screen, so I don't know. I, I don't know if I should watch it or not. I mean, <laughs> didums. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll definitely uh, uh, Amazon Prime, awesome. Uh, go watch it, and, and, and a lot of uh, great people in it as well. Uh, definitely people that I enjoy. I mean, when I saw Bette Midler, I was like, "Yeah, I know I'm going yeah. to have a good time." <laughs> True. God, how did how did I forget to mention Bette? I was like, "Oh, that's exciting," and I completely forgot about it. That's oh right. no! Oh no! Bette Midler. She's great. There you go. Simpsons uh, Simpsons quote, Wayne, you like me again, I think. (laughs) You're going to have to do a lot more than that, my friend. (laughs) Well. Oh, Lord. Okay. (laughs) Oh, he's pouting. I like you, Mike, I promise. (laughs) Yay. The man's coming back. Yay. (laughs) <laughs> what about our rights? Blah blah blah. Um, yeah, Bet Mittler. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Bet Mittler. Yeah. Sorry, it's just Great. a pregnant pause, and I thought, oh fuck. No, no. I'm waiting for you to to finish finish your thoughts and and pass it on over to our final speaker. Okay. Fulia. Yes. Are you a feminist? <laughs> have, you, a or have you ever been a member of the feminist movement? <laughs> um. Uh, okay. Like Mike, I don't know uh, about Gloria Simon, um, and I had no idea that this was something that she accomplished in her life um the trailer sort of threw me to a bit of a curveball because um it seemed a little bit um political (laughs) for for my for my liking um and so i wasn't sure how i could comment on this particular trailer on this particular film um it does look interesting uh, being that it is a biography of uh, Gloria Steinman's sort of achievements as a writer and activist, um, look, I'd be I'd be really interested to check it out and see what it's about um, and learn uh, a little bit more about this particular person um, from our history. So it does, but it does look interesting. <laughs> Uh, when will it be out, Kendall? <laughs> well, 
Uh, if anyone is interested in checking out The Glorias along with us all, hopefully, um, you can see it on Amazon Prime on the 30th of September. So not too far away for that. Noise. Which is great. Noise, noise, noise. Yes. All right. Third and final trailer for this week's trailer park. We are going to be talking about an upcoming Netflix movie called The Boys in the Band. Okay, I how did I how have I not heard of this a this play or a the fact that it's already been made into a film before um, or anything to do with this story? I I as as a queer person I am ashamed um, because this looks so great. Um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I mean, we all it's no secret I love I love Ryan Murphy and everything he does, um, although. I do still need to watch Glee. Um, but this, <laughs> one day, this just, uh, I just, I love the way Ryan Murphy just, just he just throws his queerness into this and just, it's gay everywhere. And like, here we have a, a, a beautiful gay story about these men coming together. It's, I think... I don't know anything about the story, but it's from what I gather from the trailer. It just seems like some kind of um, reunion, maybe of sorts, um, of of these men coming uh, coming together and uh, catching up and having drinks and being wonderful um, and animated and interesting. Like these, I can't wait to get to know all of these characters. They just seem wonderful to me. Um, and then maybe the center of the story is about how they're having to make. You know, they're playing this game where they're calling up, you know, so the person in their life that they, you know, love love the most um, and, you know, seeing if they can actually bring themselves to tell that person how they feel kind of like, I just, I, that's so risky and just, you know, it's just so out there kind of a, like, I, I couldn't imagine do it being that situation. Like, I, so I'm probably going to be living vicariously through these <laughs> these men quite a bit in terms of that part of the story but I'm yeah it looks like a great film it well put together well performed I mean Jim Parsons is leading the cast it seems he kind of seems to be at the focus here of the story and uh he's phenomenal as per usual um as is Matt Bomer and uh, Zachary Quinto and I love Zachary Quinto so much he is just pure talent and I'm never disappointed when I see him in anything. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm super keen to check this out. It looks like so much fun. It's going to bring so much feeling and emotion. Uh, it looks like a wonderful story and it's told beautifully uh, from what I can tell by this trailer. So I'm, yeah, I'm really, really on board to check this out. Wayne, mm. please tell me your thoughts. Yeah, so uh, this uh, this film comes with I guess a lot of pre-knowledge from me personally so the expectations might be a bit different to yours Kendall having uh, heard you give your feedback about this um, and, and yes. it's exciting to, to hear you um, give feedback on this trailer because it is your first impression on the boys in the band mm. as a story um, so yeah the uh, uh, please excuse me because I'm going to tangent a little bit but hopefully it then that's fine. Um, feeds into why I feel the way I feel about this trailer so the boys in the band um, was originally a 1968 play 
and that's incredibly significant because it's one year before gay liberation begins in the United States. So to have queer characters front and centre in a play is confronting for an audience to begin with because these people don't exist, let's be honest. In 1968, right? Not that we want to acknowledge or be sympathetic. In 1970, the play is developed into a film of the same name and it's directed by William Friedkin. And the movie then in itself becomes incredibly significant in terms of queer cinema because it is one of the first, if not the first, um, mainstream films that revolves around gay men and not relegated mm-hmm. as a gag, not relegated as a, as someone to be made fun of or abused, but the principal characters in this film are gay. The actors who play them, most of them, I believe, were queer. Um, so, again, wow. quite significant. And as a side note for huh. those who like... The, the study of, of la- use of language um, in popular culture. It is also thought to be the first American film in a, for a mainstream audience to use the C word. So when we say these things, we have to think about the time that it was made in how significant mm. the boys in the band from 1970 actually is in terms of cinematic history, especially queer narratives. So it should be wow. of little surprise for those who especially listen to to, to um, uh, our podcast, Fred Watch, understand how much I love them in, and am interested in queer cinema. So The Boys in the Band is really mm. significant for me. Um, and it is a great yeah. film. Um, now, on to Ryan Murphy's adaptation. Um, the, the Boys in the Band is definitely a product of its time. So looking at this trailer... I I could recognize so many parts from the film, from the original big screen adaptation. And which again is fair. It's they're based on the same play. So you're not going to really waver, you know. Um I think it would have been interesting for example if the story was set in a contemporary setting as opposed to the late 1960s oh. early 1970s if he had gone that route. Um, but then I feel like it's a different play altogether if, if that was the choice, right? So they've kept it back in the day. I wonder if a movie made now about, and this is really simplifying it, a group of self-loathing and disparaging queer characters will translate well. Um, especially if an audience does not necessarily have context about its source material. Um, so I'm interested in watching this and excited to see the, the story told again. So I, but I'm interested to see how it is received and if it still feels relevant. Um, you know, some might say, well, yes, because it's an adaptation of a story that is significant, that is of its time and you can't appreciate where you are now if you don't remember the stories of the past and where people have come from. Um, 
So yeah, I, I, I'm really interested in seeing this. I love the look of it. I love the way they've depicted the era so beautifully. It has a wonderful cast and I absolutely love that a lot of these um, actors are a part of the queer community playing queer characters as mm. well. Um, yeah. That is absolutely gorgeous to see. The cast is absolutely phenomenal as well, I think. Um and yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, so yeah, Kendall, you were um, you know um, surmising uh, the the purpose that the boys are all over um, at one of their houses to uh, acknowledge one of the other actors, um, one of the other characters' birthday. So it's Harold's uh, birthday, yeah. and of course, one of the themes yeah. is of course growing old um, or aging. Um, which is frowned upon in the in amongst queer men <laughs> because no one does that. Um, yeah. And so, you know, now, and of course, you know, when it's a birthday, everyone gets really reflective. So you've got characters who are comfortable with themselves. Um, we saw the character of Emery there who um, those who will watch this will absolutely love. I promise you he is the flaming queen in the, in the, in the show that you see in the trailer uh, who's hi- who's oh, hiding good. in the closet at one stage. Um, yes. But again, you've got somebody who's really owning his sexuality. You've got other characters who are closeted, who one who claims to be straight. Um, so there's a lot of interesting dynamics there. And then in the second act, um, as you've mentioned, Kendall, they play a game that involves calling people. Um, so, yeah, some really heavy themes, some really interesting themes. And it'll be interesting to see how it translates um, being made contemporarily. But I am on board. I am on board on this. There was nothing surprising in the trailer because I was fully aware of the story and everything looked familiar. Um, yeah. But I think putting that context in there um, has informed me about this trailer and um, it hasn't put me off it. Like I don't feel like it's sacrilege to remake it or anything. Um, so I'll, I'll definitely be checking it out. Um, how about you, Michael? Well, again, a movie that doesn't represent me. <laughs> now, all jokes aside, I actually quite like this one. Um, uh, nice. Uh, go, going into it, it uh, like all fresh, it definitely would be inter- uh, interesting for me to actually, actually watch it because uh considering who i am <laughs> um um def, def, uh definitely and with the with the quick um uh, research about, about it um apparent apparently this is the same cast as the broadway uh, version that was actually a 50th anniversary of the original so that, oh Yes, and it actually had all these people playing the same. So, so, and when I watched oh, it, I thought, cool. yeah. And when I watched it, I thought this feels like a, a like a stage scenario mm. because it felt like a, like a bottled movie. Like it all takes place in what one area. It's like it's like watching watching um, a movie adaptation of a play. And I, I was right actually, and and um, yeah. Um, I don't know what what I can add add to it. It just um, it, it's definitely going to be an interesting watch because, as you say, as you say, say Wayne, mm. um, uh, it's it's not contemporary. Like it's not set in nowadays. I, I don't think it would be like. I don't think it would be a story that could be adapt, uh, adapted to 
today's because yeah. first, first of all they've got a phone i mean a landline <laughs> yeah what the Hello. hell <laughs> um and and they're passing around a mobile phone mm-hmm. Ooh, nah um yeah uh i don't know what else i can actually add to it it's just it'll be a very interesting watch um uh, I always enjoy like unfamiliar stories that that uh, that I haven't like been privy to. Mm. Um, it it def- you know get some you know get some get some knowledge into my, into my in in my uh, in my nineties boyhood brain <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean absolutely um, yeah um, I don't know what else I can add add to it uh, the, the um, stars in it is definitely people that, that I I enjoy watching I mean how many times do you get to see uh, Sheldon and, and Mr. Spock you know <laughs> go at it yeah (laughs) (laughs) if we're talking contextually uh yeah i don't know i I suppose that's it what do you what do you reckon for you is it something (laughs) is it something that you you'll be interested in um look it does look it does look interesting um just little little bit confused as to what was going on in the trailer um but then i read the little um description of it in uh, imdb and uh it it does it does look interesting um it i mean i don't know how much i can really say about it because i'm not quite sure what happened <laughs> the only thing i know is that They've all got, you know, they've all got some baggage and Mm. they just, they don't like the fact that obviously during that time they can't really express themselves as they are in public. So they have to hide it, um, which is, um, which is really sad. Um, Yeah, I'm just... I really don't know what to say. Um, I'm I'm happy to see you know Jim Parsons in something that isn't comedy, which is really amazing. Um, it's nice to see him in a uh, more of a dramatic role. I've never seen him in anything else other than from um, The Big Bang Theory um, and one other film that I've seen, but I can't remember which one it is. Um, the Muppet Movie. That makes sense. <laughs> Is it the Ted Bundy movie, Fulia? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wouldn't you think he would be a great Mr. Rogers? Yeah. Like like a young Mr. Rogers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, I mean, I, it, it looks interesting, but I'm not sure whether it's something that I would go out and see myself. Um yeah, when, when is it? When is it coming out, Kendall? <laughs> okay, great. So you made, you made you made all the people who who are straight 
and count. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Is that what oh we're taking from this one? Oh my god. <laughs> I never oh. said I was uncomfortable with the trailer. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> that's not. That's not. Oh my god. Oh, I can't. <laughs> we should just end the show now. No. <laughs> oh my god. That was brilliant. So, um. <laughs> The boys in the band will be coming out on Netflix. Yeah, uh, see on, on yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, on uh, coincidentally the thirtieth of September, same day as the Glorias. So you can do a double header if you like: Glorias and Boys in the Band, or one or the other. Who knows? Choice is yours. No pressure. Um, but yes, I'm very excited. We're all excited. It's great. That was Trailer Park, uh, which means now it's time for a quickie review. Quickie review. Okay, this week's quickie review is brought to you by myself and Wayne. Mm -hmm. Yes. And maybe Um, a little from me. Hello. And maybe, yeah, please chime in, please. But none from me. That that's okay. It's a horror movie, so it's fine. Shh, um, you shouldn't have said that. She could have watched it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit Make late it now. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's you, you know by now, Fulia. The, the the phrase "quickie review" means nothing. Yeah. it's an oxymoron <laughs> at this point. I'm just um, saying, make it quick. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Ain't gonna happen. I will, I will do my best. I will do my best for you. Okay, so, um, yes, yeah, so for a quickie review this week, we're gonna dive into our thoughts on uh, Doctor Sleep, uh, which I'm so glad I finally watched. Um, and I am, I was, it's just so interesting because I was like, I had so many reservations about watching this because I am such a fan of Kubrick's The Shining. Um, I mean, I, I haven't read the Stephen King novel, but I, I don't know if I want to just because of obviously the differences in the novel and the, the film that are notorious Mm -hmm. by this point. Um, but you know, so when I found out they were doing, you know, Doctor Sleep was getting adapted as well into a film, like it was just going to be an interesting experience. And then discussing the trailer on the on the podcast, uh, probably late last year, I'd imagine. Um, yeah, and I just wasn't. I was like, yeah, visually it looks amazing, and I love you and McGregor, but I just wasn't entirely sold on whether or not it was going to be good. And and but I'm. I'm, I freaking loved it. Out of everything, out of everything I watched last week that I talked about at the top of the show, this was actually my favorite thing, and I wasn't expecting that at all. And maybe that had something to do with why I enjoyed it so much. I don't know, but <clears throat> I mean, we've mentioned. Well, I've mentioned him before on the show. This is this was um, directed by Mike Flanagan, who uh, worked obviously on uh, the Haunting of Bly Manor, which is about to come out, the Haunting of Hill House. Um, he's done a lot of other really great horror films, namely Oculus, and he did the the sequel to Ouija, uh, which I haven't seen. Um, but he just has such a fantastic knack for horror 
and and telling stories and um and just as not just not just like in terms of the writing but it has a visual storyteller like my favorite thing about this movie apart from all of the shining references because holy <laughs> shit it was so good um it just the just the the cinematography in this film and the style of it and the the color palette the the whatever whatever filters on the 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 cameras it's just it just was so gorgeous like oh my god i was in love with it um yeah it's a it's a it's a worthy follow-up i think to in my opinion to kubrick's the shining um and it's so funny because i i looked up online afterwards because i was like okay what did stephen king think of dr sleep (laughs) Um, because, you know, Mike Flanagan got his, got Stephen King's approval to make this movie, to adapt his novel, obviously. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And I, I suppose he would have been expecting some reservations because, uh, basically, because everyone is so much more familiar with the Kubrick telling of The Shining as opposed to Stephen King's book and the miniseries that's more faithful to the book that came out in the nineties, um, you know, this film had to both be a sequel to to the novel and to, like, the original novel of, of The Shining and to uh, Kubrick's The Shining as well. So it was... But it worked so well. And Stephen King actually is a fan of this movie. He approved it and he said, from what I could gather, he said that he, yeah, he, he liked it and actually made him appreciate Stanley Kubrick's film more. Like, he actually can appreciate it for what it was and what Kubrick was trying to do now because of Dr. Sleep. And I think that's pretty phenomenal, if you ask me. Um, Ewan McGregor is fantastic in this. Uh, I mean, he doesn't have a whole lot to do because, like, the story kind of, while, yes, he's the he's our window back into this world because we know Danny and we're familiar with his story. Um, uh, but, it, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not really about him. It's about, you know, it's about Abra, um, this like this young girl who has the shining, but like the shining times 50 million. She's like the most powerful um, kind of, you know, shi- you know, magical person, I suppose um, in this world, um, which, you know, is why the, uh, what were they called? The, what are the bad guys called? The, I forget what they're, the name the of the true knot. Someone help me out. Yeah, Thank the you. True the true, the true knot. Mm. Yes. I was like, Yeah. I could I couldn't remember the name. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. Like the true the true knot that our villains of the piece were who I w- I was just really really concerned were going to be average, but I actually really liked how they were portrayed mm. and how like they came across visually and how, like they just it was just it just felt like it was just weird how like this ragtag group of people for that looked like they were from all different walks of life, uh, all different kinds of characters, but they were all the same creature underneath uh just this like the menacingness to them that's not really a word but you know what i mean like it's they just had this complete unsettling vibe to them and the scene where they they attack that poor baseball Mm. boy oh my god first off a shout out to jacob tremblay who played the young the young boy in that scene um 
he was he was the the young boy in Room with Brie Larson a few years ago. He received a lot of acclaim for his performance in that, and he, it's it's a great film, and he's fantastic in it. But this kid is so talented, and he's getting even more talented as he gets older. Like I was, oh my god, that was that was really tough to watch, like really tough. And I love horror films, but like don't Stephen King. Why do you have to hurt the children anyway? Um, yeah, I I. I don't know. I'm just going to keep rambling about this because I just, I really, really loved it. I really loved Rebecca Ferguson's performance as Rose the Hat. Uh, she was, she was awesome. Uh, a very good antagonist, I felt. Um, uh, I love the fact that she wasn't the the perfect kind of villain. Like she was this villain that, you know, she's, yeah, she's the leader of the group, but is she the leader of the group? You know, they were starting to question her. I really liked that. The fact that the kind of, climactic fight sort of fight scene like that I thought was going to be the climax of the film but then actually wasn't because they were saving the best part for last um you know when they're all in the forest and they've created the distraction using Abra's powers and um yeah that that whole that whole sequence was just awesome and the way that they turned to like dust after they died sort of similar it reminded me of Buffy and the vampires and Buffy a little bit but like with (laughs) modern with modern CGI like it looked so cool uh but yeah for me I guess the the stuff that I loved the most was when and I can't believe they actually did that because I didn't think like you know they were hinting obviously there's throughout the film there's you see lots of little snippets of the the overlook through Mm -hmm. you know you know the inside uh Danny's mind and all of that and and you know and then the way this the film starts with um, actually getting a glimpse of you know what happened to them after the events of The Shining, um, they they did a really good job casting that actress that looked like she looked a lot like Shelley Duvall. Yeah. Like they nailed <laughs> that. They freaking nailed it. It was so good. Um, but yeah, then but there's just. The fact that they went there, that they actually showed us the Overlook and it's all in all its dilapidated, abandoned glory, that you know still contains the you know the force within. Um, you know, I loved, I loved, <laughs> I love when um Dan, Dan, sorry Dan Torrance, is like you know I have to go, I have to go in and w- and wake it mm. up. You know, like because uh, like this is where the showdown's going to happen. This is this is how we beat Rose the Hat. Is we you know we use the Overlook against her and oh, just beautiful. It was beautiful. The the parallels, the way, the fact that it was it was Dan like going up the stairs, holding the axe like his father, except he's backing away. They actually recreated the same shot. Like, that's the same shots. I, the whole set was painstakingly recreated, like, to to a T. It was so good. And then the cherry on the freaking cake, Henry Thomas, fucking Elliot again <laughs> from E.T., is... <laughs> Is playing is playing the bartender, uh, which is all he's credited as in in on IMDb. By the way, so clever. Uh, but he's he's Jack Torrance, and they just they they show just enough of him. Like that profile was perfect. I was like, that's it. If that's all we're gonna get, that's all I want. That's all I need. This is freaking amazing. And just the way it culminated with with Danny's story and everything against you know what he's what he's been through and the you know him comparing himself to his father and 
and despite what his father did to them and all of this and and then just to have to have Jack there oh man it was so good like and then we got to see him front on in like little glimpses like when you know you see the room the infamous room with you know when he axes on the bloody door and and then we get a small glimpse of oh, I just I was in love with it. Um, yeah, I'm so I'm lo- I'm rambling. I know I'm rambling. I'm sorry, but I yeah, I fell in love with this whole thing. And the fact that it was two and a half hours didn't even matter. It was paced superbly. It did not drag at all. It was just it paid off everything it it, it set up, and it was just absolutely wonderful. Um, Wayne, mm. what did you what? Please somehow. Save save me from my rambling. What did you th- what, did, what did you what did you think of Doctor Sleep? Look, Doctor Sleep has the unenviable task of being the sequel to not only one of the greatest horror movies ever made, but look, let's be honest, one of the most analysed, um, contemporarily acclaimed, and considered greatest films ever made. Um, It's not a task that I would want handed to me. I would buckle under the pressure. Let's add to that, that because it is a sequel to the film, The Shining, it is also the sequel to the book, The Shining. (laughs) And both of those Shinings are different and have (laughs) fans. And you need to sort of appease both. So, in saying that, I think the film does a really good job at finding this middle ground. Um, I have not read the novel The Shining, and to be perfectly honest, I have no interest in reading it because I'm such a fan of the film. Um, Yeah, me too. Yeah, so I don't have an interest in it whatsoever. And in fact, I probably think it comes across better as a movie, maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, it, 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 Kubrick makes you do the work, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and we're still doing it how many years later now. So, yeah, so again, it's got that un, uh, unenviable task. And I, I actually think it does a really good job in itself. I don't think I enjoyed the film as much as you did, Kendall. And okay. I was aware of this probably three quarters into the film. And when the credits had rolled, my first thought was, I need to watch this again. And my thought for that was, because it's an incredibly well-made movie, you cannot deny how good it Mm. is. It is Mm -hmm. so well directed. It is so well photographed. The colour palette is great. The attention to detail is great. And I think even if you've not seen the original Shining, I think you could still appreciate the attention to detail and the look of this film, really. You might be a little confused, perhaps. I don't know if the film stands alone uh, without Shining pre-knowledge, but I think you'd have to appreciate it anyway. Uh, And and that probably also does lead into one one of my... Uh, criticisms is that I'm not sure if the character of, of Dan Torrance this time round is, is as easily accessible. And what I mean by that is we go into this movie as soon as we see, you know, those scenes from the past, you're the casting. You're absolutely right of those past characters of, of Wendy, of little Danny, 
absolute perfection. Oh, um, so good. Yeah, Alex Esso, I think you pronounce her name, as Wendy specifically. I had to yeah. do a bit of a double look at first. And I've gone, what? Have they done some de-aging on Shelley Duvall or something like that? Like, I really, you know, I had to think about it for a moment there because I think Alex and Shelley just, you know, mother, daughter, go for it. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. You know, um, I was, yeah, I, I thought she was so wonderfully cast. And um, so, you know, we've, we've got those characters. So, and they, they are cast really well. They, they do their best. The filmmakers have done their best to really capture them. And the performers have done their best to make the roles their own, obviously, but also emulate because they are playing a character that's already been played and are supposed to be reflecting that performance. So we're already on their side. And when we flash forward and see Ewan McGregor, who, again, is a wonderful screen presence in whatever he does, as Danny, we are 100% with him. We see he's on tough times because of all that trauma in the past, and we we sympathise with him straight away. It's an instant connection. I don't think we would have had it if we didn't have our pre-knowledge of The Shining to begin with. That's uh, that's a bit of a critique for me because that assume that pre-knowledge automatically connects us to Danny. So the film now cannot stand on its own, right? And the real star of this film is Kylie Curran uh, as Abra Stone. Yeah. And... She is absolutely outstanding in this movie. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. somebody so young, she is captivating. She is an incredible protagonist. I, I was there with her. But we had time to learn about her and get to know her because she is fresh as well. And this is what I mean about my critique with 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 Danny is that he's not given time to develop. We automatically have to like him, and we do so because we know right. his backstory, right? Okay. That, that's So for me, that's... I mean, look, one could argue that's just what you get with a sequel. When you watch a sequel, you already know the characters yeah. that were in the first movie, and that's perfectly fine. But then when you're a sequel to The Shining you and you're playing by the sequel rules, you then can't detach yourself from The Shining, right? (laughs) And I'm not taking points away from this movie because of its predecessor. Why? Because I think if you go into this movie thinking that it has to be at the same standard as The Shining, you are automatically doing the film and yourself as an audience member a disservice because it's never going to happen. Impossible, right? So where the film falters a little bit for me I'm not sure I agree that I'm always on board with the pacing on this, but I feel like nine out of 10 times for 90% of it, it is absolutely there. And when it hits the final act, when we go back to the overlook, I think the film is really, it's into its second gear. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. yeah, I I really did like it. There were elements that I liked more than others. For example, when Danny and, and Abra, are, are together. I love those scenes. I love them working together. Yeah. I love the communication through the blackboard because even that is working together. And mm-hmm. when they work together in a physical sense, there's such wonderful rapport and dynamics between them. Like, you know, I mean, he, he has that sort of throwaway line to say, oh, you know, just say I'm your uncle. 
If I was a passerby, the way that those two have that wonderful chemistry and rapport, I'd believe it, <laughs> right? So, yeah. you know, they've got that wonderful connection through through The Shining and are, they're helping each other out. There is a part towards the end of the film where it almost becomes like a cat and mouse game between the, the, the True Not crew and Dan and Abra. And that's when I felt the screenplay really shined when it was this mm. cat and mouse game. It's us against yep. them. For me, it took a little too long to get to that point. And I th- okay. find that as a criticism only because I love that element so much. And I, right. when it happened and we were in the thick of it, I've gone, oh, why couldn't the whole movie kind of be like this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, because it was done so well. And I think that's why I've gone at the end of it, I need to watch this again. And I think when I watch it on repeated viewing, I will really enjoy this movie a lot more than I did. Because you know what? Strangely enough, that's how I felt about The Shining. I thought it was so average when I first saw it. And when I watched it again, (laughs) only recently, about a year or two ago, I was like, oh my goodness. I can't believe I've neglected this work of art for so long. (laughs) Mm. Um, So yeah. So look, overall, I think it's a really strong movie. And I actually think, perhaps like its predecessor it will get better with repeated viewings because you'll see cues and clues that maybe you missed before. Um, and I'm actually excited to, to revisit this. I do have to give a shout out to an unrecognizable Henry Thomas. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. outstanding. Like really, oh, really good. Um, I'd yeah. forgotten that he was in this movie until now looking at this cast list and said, what? He played Jack? <laughs> Slash the bartender. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think no, I think overall it's a really strong movie, and I will be the first to admit I don't think I'm giving it the credit it deserves. Um, but yeah, no, but it's but it's a good movie, well performed. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson is a perfect uh, villain as Rose the Hat. Yeah. I love the sinister beginnings of her and her interaction with the girl Violet. Um, that tells you exactly mm. where she's seated, um, and you know yeah. I was a little concerned with the inclusion of True Not into this the mythology of The Shining, but I I yeah. I you know because I was just like oh what are you doing <laughs> you know it's, it's almost like yeah. the, the the first film had was so much had so much mystery about it um, are you going to tell us too much look it does sort of explain a lot but I'm okay because I think it does it well enough. Um, so, Michael, you've you've seen Doctor Sleep? I have. Yeah. Yes. So, what were your thoughts? My thoughts. Well, you you you're a bit on the money there, um, um, Wayne. You are not giving this uh, mm. adaptation a bit bit more credit because I have seen The Shining. I have seen uh, Doctor Sleep. I have read both books. Mm. Ooh. So, my critique is. This is the best adaptation of a Stephen King novel ever. Wow. Yes. That's only my opinion. That's okay. But the and I'll probably going to have to spoil both books at the same time because you get um going to have to. In at the end of the original Shining book uh at the end of the original Shining book happens at the end of Doctor Sleep the movie. The Overlook actually gets destroyed at the end of of The Shining, the book. Right. Right, okay. okay. Yeah. And 
essentially the ending of Doctor Sleep is pretty much the same. Of uh, pretty much the same. The the Jack Torrance goes after Rosa Hat in the last sort of battles of wills mm. in their head, and I was always wondering how they're going to film that because everything sort of takes. <laughs> All the exciting bits takes place in people's heads, mm. and I, the the way that they film that is is incredible, especially when Rosa Hat enters uh, Abra's head and oh, goes yeah. going through her files and that that sort of thing. I thought, how are they going to film that? And that was cool. I, that was yes, a cool scene. I, so cool. I yeah. really enjoyed that. Oh, so great! And um, and so and at the end, spoilers for Doctor Sleep the book. Jack Torrance, uh, sorry, uh, Danny Torrance doesn't die at the end. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. I'm glad about are, that. <laughs> yeah. So, and also, uh, the True Knot are basically people with the Shining themselves. And in order for them to keep on living, they need to take people with the oh. Shining. Take the Shining. So they're sort of like a, a vampire mm. slash cannibal yeah. sort of cult group. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. And that that's how I see it. And um yeah, and the same in The Shining. I I know it's all cryptic, especially with Stanley Kubrick that um the overlook is a haunted place and they wanted Danny's Shining. So they sort of so yeah. it's sort of this sort of the same in both books that they that they're all going after this this person with the strong shine, and um, and the and also another spoiler for the, the Doctor Sleep book. The reason why um, Danny Danny has uh, uh, has the shining uh, like a pretty strong shining, but it sort of waned over his over the years. Uh, and the reason why Abra has the the a very strong shining is because. Uh, the connection between uh, uh, Danny and Abra is because they're both related. Oh, so they actually are related oh. in the text. Yes, they are. Mm. Uh, okay. Beca- uh, because Abra's mum is Danny's half-sister. Oh, so they actually are uncle and niece. Yes. Right, yeah. okay. Uh, yeah. So, and... Uh, it, uh, in the m- movie, I-, I think it was open to do that, but it doesn't really further the plot. It's just an interesting tidbit, really. Yeah, yeah. I think if you do that in, t- in, in the film, because you are constrained in a, in a movie, um, mm-hmm. I think that just opens up a, sub- a subplot that does not need to be there. So the, the fact not that really, he no. does say, just say, you're my, you just say I'm your uncle, is a nice little nod to the source material. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. anyway, that- yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, and so, and when I'm watching this film, it's like it, uh, I did not expect them to actually go back to the Overlook, mm. and I, I have to admit, I was when <laughs> when they're in the car and Danny's uh, and Danny's driving Everett like to meet Rose the Hat, like where, where's the final showdown going to be? Because essentially, it was in the book it's it's out in the open it's where it's where um they laid waste the rest of the true knot basically oh right so so they're driving at night and then that 
fucking sound from The Shining. Yeah. When, when it started, bomb, bomb. Yeah. I was, oh. I was thinking, oh, oh shit, they're not, are they? They're fucking not. Mm. They are. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And I was so on my on my seat for that. It's like, oh, my God, they're actually going to do that. Mm. And and then they were doing... And all of a sudden, um, after he unleashed the ghosts on Rose the Hat, it's like, okay, that's that's cool. Uh, they got rid of Rose the Hat in that way. Mm. How? What? What happens next? I was I was clueless. I didn't know how they were going to end it. Mm. And then all of a sudden, they started doing all the beats from The Shining, mm. the book. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. Essentially. Everything that happens after that is uh, between um, Danny being possessed is basically the same as Jack Torrance being possessed and chasing mm. after chasing it. Yes, it is an homage to The Shining, but it also happened in the book. Wow. And that, and when they confront each other, and when Abra's to, uh, like standing up to is like you are not like this. That happens in in the book mm. with Danny up against like like the maze. The maze isn't in the book, so so they so basically Danny and Jack are actually talking to each other, like confronting. And Jack Jack and essentially Jack tells Danny it's like. I can hold them off. You get out of here. You take your mum and all, all that. You go, and so I can, because, because then they, because basically, the um, yeah, the boiler explodes, with mm. Jack Torrance like trying to fight off the demons because they know they can control him to actually turn off the, the um boiler, and, right? Oh, it was so fantastic. It's like it was so fitting for, for basically, as you said, uh, Wayne, mm. for people who actually like both versions mm. and and actually know know what's going on, it was absolutely fitting on how, like, sure I was bummed out when they killed off Danny, but it couldn't it couldn't they 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 couldn't end it any other way mm. like that. Yeah. It's, and being fruitful, yeah, and yeah, in both books, it's also it also dwells with the um, theme of like sins, sins from the father. Are you mm. doomed to to repeat? Yeah, because in the shine shining the book, you go into more Jack Torrance's back backstory where his father was a drunk, his fa- father uh, beat his wife, and blah blah blah, and he. Wa- and he didn't want to turn into his father, but ironically, he sort of does turn into his father. And and Danny Torrance turns into an alcoholic, and mm. it's basically fighting that stigma. And yeah, fighting the demons. And yeah, fighting the demons, uh, literal demons as well. Mm. And and when um, what was completely new in the book, uh, completely new in the movie that was not in the book it was when Danny was talking to. Um, the image of his dad and mm. yeah and i've actually got the extended cut so that scene is actually Ooh. more longer and 
yeah, in both times, I just bawled my eyes out because, yeah. It's a yeah. lovely scene, I have to say, and I don't even know if lovely is the right word for it. No, but no. Yeah. It's, it's a great scene, yeah. It's haunting, yeah. It's, yeah. it's torturous, but it's sort of soulful at the same time because, mm. yeah. So yeah, and and that's why I I sort of give it the praise that it is that it's probably the best Stephen King movie that I've seen, inclu- yeah. including it basically. Yeah, okay. because because well, yeah, I re- I read a lot of Stephen King's and I definitely love the um like the family aspect that has to deal with like the horrors of the of the world where mm. where it is sort of different where it's not really dealing with family, it's sort of dealing with, like, a group therapy session, basically. Well, the thing's <laughs> about Stephen King, and I think if you uh, read enough of his texts, see enough of his film adaptations, you see a lot of familiar tropes and recurring themes mm. in a Stephen, oh, yeah, in Stephen yeah, King yeah. stories. And, of course, I'm not saying that as a bad thing. I mean, as no, writers, no, no, we no. all do it. I, I, like, I actually like that. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's in- like every... Every author ha- has their sort of universe that they yeah. create around, and it's the yeah. same tropes. I mean, I mean that's re- <laughs> the reason why I like Stephen King, but it's also the reason why I don't like Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those two should not be put in the same in the same breath. No, <laughs> um, no. But I will say one thing that I I did like in terms of those tropes with Doctor Sleep is that the way that family is presented here is quite interesting because Dan has to sort of make his own family now. You know, he, yeah. he's sort of adopted off the street, essentially, um, and and given this wonderful space, um, even just by uh, posing as Abra's uncle, he's now gaining himself this niece. And if we look at that as a as a contrast or, or running alongside True Knot, they're a family themselves. They've made yeah. themselves this family. So this, I feel, is a representation of family like King has never done before, really. Um, maybe yeah. in terms of it, you've got the kids who form a bond like a family. Um, but for me, in terms of the theme of family, um, the, I've never quite seen Stephen King represent family like the way he does in Doctor Sleep. So it's 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 like kudos to him for using his familiar tropes, but still playing around with them and has actually done something fresh with that trope. Um, yeah, so yeah. like that I, deserves a shout out, I think. Yeah, I would also uh, recommend uh, Pet Cemetery as well. Yeah, probably the text, not necessarily the movies. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. It doesn't really does it. It doesn't really do it justice, mm. but de- definitely with the family sort of involved. Mm. So, are we nice. here for final verdicts? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm just gonna say that, yeah. I mean, I, I, I can see why you would say, Mike, that Doctor Sleep is probably the best Civic King adaptation. Um, it's definitely for me. It's definitely better than it. It, it Chapter Two, which, <laughs> di- which disapp- disappointed. Um, but I mean, it had to follow it chapter one, which was, mm. I, I think, I think is my favorite, one of my favorite Stephen King adaptations, at least in terms of his, of his horror stuff. Um, I, you know, we won't go near Shawshank or the Green Mile right now, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, but no, yeah, I can see why you would say Dr. Sleep because it is amazing. And based on everything you just said, I can see, I can get now why Stephen King actually 
A, approves of this film, and B, says it makes him appreciate Kubrick shining more. Um, that makes so much more sense based on what you just said. So thank you so much for your insight. Mm. That's awesome. Um, yeah, no, I loved it. I can't wait to watch it again and, and, and again and again and again. And a double header of The Shining and Dr. Sleep back to back. Like I could picture myself post-COVID in the Asta watching them back to back and having the best time. So I, I'm looking forward to that hopefully one day. Um, I'm going to give it a four and a half out of five for my score. Wayne? Kendall, uh, I will be sitting beside you at the Astor as we watch yes. The Shining and Doctor Sleep back to back because The Shining is The Shining. And as I've said, I am the first to acknowledge that this is a movie I need to, to watch again because it didn't quite grab me to the level that it did um, with yourself and with Michael as well. So I think it says a lot about a film, though, when you can watch it automatically acknowledging that you weren't on board to the level that you really should be with a film. I will recommend this movie. I think it's a really competently produced, handsomely produced film. Uh, The story is there. I did have some issues with it, but I will be revisiting it. And I'm going to be curious if when I do, uh, how I'll feel about it, if I feel the same or differently. But for now, it's three and a half out of five from me, Michael. Well, for me, um, it's definitely a movie that I quite enjoy as because it's one of the movies that uh, that me and my wife can actually watch together and enjoy because there's not many out there, <laughs> I, I have to admit. Uh, so with that, I would give it... I would give it three... Uh, I would give it as many bongs as it, uh, as it deserves. Uh uh, yeah, I give it five, five out of five. Nice. <laughs> bom, and there was n- bom, there were bom, there was n- not bom, a Rob Schneider bom. to be seen. No. <laughs> Get out of here, Rob Schneider! Get out of here, Rob Schneider! Oh Lord. Okay. Uh, sorry, Fulia. That kind of turned into an epic, epic quickie review. It's that kind, was probably, it kind of ended up feeling uh, like it's a bit sort of Inception-y, where it was like a podcast within a podcast. <laughs> it, it kind of was. It kind of was. So sorry. We Maybe we should cut it out and give it a give it its own, <laughs> own niche. Yeah, yeah I was going to say could, like cut that chunk out, make that a separate episode. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's great. No, no, no. It's just, it's just, yeah. It, it was easy to get caught up in in that in that film. Just, oh, so great. Um, but that was our quickie review. Not so quick as always. Uh, for Doctor Sleep, highly recommend checking it out if you're a horror fan, uh, especially uh, if you're a fan of The Shining. Uh, please do yourself a favour. Check it out. Um, but now, it's finally time. Two and a half hours in. Thanks for sticking with us, ladies and gentlemen, because it is time for... Popcorn Culture! Yeah! Woo! <laughs> okay, get ready for the quickest popcorn culture of all time. <laughs> One each, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how we go. Okay, all right. So, popcorn culture time. Uh, this week, we are going to be considering the the amount of uh, franchises and 
sequels that uh, are always on our minds, whether it's in the nerdy news or not, um, that we've what we've mentioned a few today in today's show, of course, uh, we're going to be tackling uh, certain franchises that we feel may have overstayed their welcome. Um, which franchises should have ended a long time ago, should have maybe only had one or two films instead of like seven or eight or nine or ten or eleven or twelve, like so many, so many franchises tend to do for some reason, Uh, you know, but to each their own. Um, Yeah, so uh, I guess as per usual, I will start Um, and I only have one. And, and that doesn't happen very often, <laughs> that Kendall only has one answer for popcorn culture. Uh, I'm going to say the Fast and the Furious franchise. <laughs> you stole from me, girl! <laughs> <laughs> it was the only one I could think of. <laughs> That's okay. Well, we can discuss it together. How about that? Okay. <laughs> Okay. All right. I'll I will start us off. Okay. So I don't really have too much to say though. Um, but I mean, my main point for this is just, um, look, it it became these films became completely different films uh, once they got to like number four. Like I feel like the first three kind of exist in a separate kind of universe because the vibe of these films changed dramatically once number four happened. And then with number five, when the rock was introduced, Dwayne Johnson being his badass self, he came in and stole this franchise from Vin Diesel, which is totally fine. Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we can all agree (laughs) on that. Um, and yeah. And, and then, you know, they, it they kind of took on a, a a separate life like it's weird the franchise kind of has a a sequel within a sequel it's like a sequel reception sort of thing just because the the tone the the feel of them just kind of changes like i mean because it, it stopped it stopped being about the cars and the street racing and and the the, the underground crime worlds of, of of that kind of scene and then just turned into this like uh i don't know poor man's James Bond thing with like The Rock and and Vin Diesel and freaking Jason Statham and like and then so many great actors have contributed their time to this franchise and I just ask them why have they done that especially you know Charlize Theron who is one of my favorite people on this planet and she's so great um but she just She's she's in two of these films. One of them hasn't come out yet. And in both films, she has terrible haircuts. And I just don't get it. Um, because she's so beautiful. But even she can't pull off a bowl cut. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Or or or, or uh, cornrows, which is just totally inappropriate. But we, we won't go there. Um, hey, anyway. she's, she's like Sam, um, uh, Samuel Jackson. Like... In every movie, he has to wear a stupid wig. Mm. Yeah. That's that's his decision, and he's sticking with it. Yeah, we're sticking with it. (laughs) Um, But, but yeah, I mean, and then then again, you know, there's the the whole Paul Walker of the thing, right? He's amazing. I mean, he wasn't – he didn't break the mold when it came to acting, but he was the heart of these films, uh, like, you know, he's in the first six and then he he passed away during the filming of seven 
And, you know, and it was so tragic and so sad, especially the way he died. And, and you know, but the fact that they were able to con- complete his scenes using his brothers and CGI technology, it was so impressive and so awesome. Um, and it and I haven't seen all of Fast 7, but I, I have seen the ending and how Brian's story does end. Uh, and it just felt like a really great point to stop, like actually finally stop after seven films. But no, they decided to keep going past this they made fast eight which just looked ridiculous like some freaking car scene with tanks on ice for some reason like sure why not they're jumping between buildings with using cars go for it i guess it looks kind of cool i don't know but then and, and i just and then they're like trying to sell us in the trailer that vin diesel would actually turn on them in the very second the very next film after paul walker has fucking died they're like vin diesel's the bad guy dominic toretto is turning on his family and they make such a big deal about family and i'm just like i'm not even going to bother i'm done now i'm o- it's over they should not have made this movie and then they decided to make fast 9 and then the trailer for that came out earlier this year and i was just like no 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 you're losing iq points if you watch this piece of shit honestly it looks terrible it looks kendall these are my notes for the mcu but go on oh stop how dare you Uh, how dare you compare the two um I just, but this, I mean, yes, this is all my opinion. And I know a lot of people enjoy these movies because at the end of the day, look, they're pure popcorn fun. Like they're not supposed to be taken seriously. You know, they're supposed to suspend your, you know, belief in life apparently, but you know, (laughs) it's fine. It's fine. Like people enjoy them. Like people that I respect, people that I know actually really love these movies and that's totally fine. I have nothing against you. I mean... Maybe I'm silently judging you, but it's silent judgment. It's silent. I don't tell you until now on a podcast that's recorded and broadcast to so many people. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but it's fine. It's fine. No, no, it's okay. I don't No, I don't judge each to their own. I mean, I love, I'm a Twilight fan. I don't have a right to judge anybody. Um, <laughs> As I said before, people are allowed to enjoy shit films. Mm-hmm. Y- yes. Even though yes. they're wrong. Absolutely wrong. Absolutely wrong. Absolutely. But yeah, anyway, uh, that's that's pretty much my thoughts. I really, I really feel like it's just a disservice to the franchise, a disservice to Paul Walker to to have kept this thing going, especially to see that it's become a pile of steaming shit. Uh, Fulia, do you agree with me about this, or am I am I overdoing it a bit? (laughs) (laughs) No, I do. Agree, although I have to say the only one, and I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this previously, the only one out of those films that I have seen is Tokyo Drift. I haven't seen yep. any of the others, so I don't know okay. how good or bad they are. Um, but from what you've pretty much said, uh, there's no point in me even going down that rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> they should stop. No. <laughs> <laughs> but there are better things to watch. <laughs> I haven't seen them. But they should stop. They should stop, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing the trailers come out every, what is it, like every two or three years. And oh, that, I'm just yeah. like... It feels like every year, really. Oh, like I know. Just, and I'm just like, them. when is this franchise ever going to end? Like, Harry Potter yeah. ended when it needed to end. Why hasn't yes. this ended yet? 
Oh, it hasn't ended for you. <laughs> it uh, hasn't ended. Oh my goodness. No. It's like the franchise has just gone on too long, I think. It's it's gone on long enough. It needs to stop. It really Absolutely. needs to stop. And Yes. <laughs> not to mention that the main leads that are in this in this franchise, they're getting old. They're not going to be able to do the same stunts as they used to. Like, seriously. No. They're yeah. in a car. <laughs> They're going to be in gophers soon. <laughs> Golf carts. Yeah. Mobility scooters. <laughs> oh, my Lord. That's going to be the fast and the senile. I can't yeah. wait for fast. I can't. It's was that going to be Fast and Furious twenty six or something? Oh, ridiculous! Gosh, I hope By not. Then, I really hope let's not. Hope not. Yeah. Fast um, and the Oxygenarians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just needs to stop. It just needs to stop. We don't need to hear about it anymore. But there's there's yes. enough. End of Too story. Wayne done. <laughs> well. <laughs> How you going, Kendall? <laughs> oh oh no. man, here I'm, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, here we go. I am, I am bracing. <laughs> I, I'm assuming brace position, Wayne. Uh, <laughs> uh, but please tell me your legitimate answer. Well, you know what my legitimate answer is. Like, legitimate, <laughs> legitimate. Um, look, oh dear. I personally feel that Texas Chainsaw Massacre should have ended after the first one. Because that movie mm. does the job it needs to do. And if anyone yeah. has sat through part two, um, I will pray for you because that movie is an absolute <laughs> piece of shit. Um, look. Oh, my God. Wayne said something bad about a film. Uh, oh, trust me, I do say bad things about films. <laughs> Not a surprise at all. Um, I say good things about good films and bad things about bad ones. Um, the only time you need to really revisit that franchise is uh, watch the one that has Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey before before they were famous. There's a bit of yeah. there's a bit of fun in that one, um, and the remake was actually quite good. I felt. Um, yeah, it is. Even, it's not bad. Even though it's one of the only movies that Margaret Pomeranz actually walked out of <laughs> while watching, <laughs> yeah. while watching it, saying, uh, "What am I doing, wasting my time watching this?" <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's kind of like a badge oh, of you got to you got to wear that like a badge of honor, I think. Just <laughs> quietly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, similarly, I actually feel fully. I'm so sorry. Like, please do not hate me. You know, I love you. But similarly, I actually feel like the Halloween films lose their way a little bit. Um, it's redeemed by yeah. H2O. Um, the Rob Zombie films, someone sure. needs to find those negatives and destroy them uh, because we don't need to be tormented by those Rob Zombie films. Thankfully, the uh, latest yeah. batch, which ties into Fulia's fan fiction, um, is redeeming that franchise <laughs> as well. Um, and yes. I've recently been watching the Alien franchise and yes. I'm at, look, I really like number one. I really love number two. I will defend part three, but I feel like it just needed yes. to be a trilogy <laughs> just quietly. Um, <gasps> did not mind I... part four, but sorry, Kendall, go on. No, I was just going to say, I mean, you're about to talk about it anyway, but like, I, I agree with you, mm. um, but 
for some reason I have a I have a like a nice guilty pleasure spot for resurrection. I I I I, I love it, but mostly just because of Sigourney Weaver and what they do with Ripley mm. in it. I think is really good. But anyway, go on. No, go no, on. no. I, look, I'll be honest. I don't mind part four. I can actually have fun with it. And there's some elements yeah. that I actually think are better than part three in it. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like <laughs> the first three worked together. I felt they were just a bit more harmonious. Um, because when you did Resurrection, you gave excuse for Alien versus Predator. And... Yeah. That movie's next on my to-watch list of the franchise. Um, okay. Accepting thoughts and prayers right now. <laughs> it's, it's not... It's not... Look, you, what you need... You, we, we won't... We're not going to give you any thoughts and prayers for Alien vs. Predator. We will, however, give you thoughts and prayers for our AVP2 Requiem because yeah. that film is no good. <laughs> no good. Yeah. This, look, I, 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 will, I will go. There's been a while since I've seen those films. Um, I haven't seen the prequels yet to the Alien franchise, but... Okay. Um, I, I look... Don't rush. Uh, okay. I will get there because I've just watched all of the Predator movies... <laughs> Um, and now oh, cool. I'm almost through the Alien franchise. I Look, I can nice. enjoy these films. And now because of AVP, you kind of watch them together, you know, as, like as one yeah. big franchise and set. Um, and especially since uh, by memory it's Predator 2 uh, has, um, has a reference to Alien in there, which is cool because that's before yeah. the two franchises merged um, and met together. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I'm just I'm going to leave it at that. I could go on and on and on. Um, but they're the the three franchises that I feel like should have ended a bit sooner. Okay. Michael. Um well there's a mm, couple. Uh I'm not sure if um this sort of counts, but it's sort of a string of movies that are uh essentially called a decade in between sequels, mm-hmm. like um, like quite recently, uh, I actually watched um, Bill and Ted's uh, Face the Music. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, uh, in my own way, <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, hint hint, and yeah, it was it was all right. I mean, I didn't really have much. I didn't. Re- I don't really have much affection with the first two. Uh, I think they're just enjoyable in their way, and with this one, it's sort of on the same par. It's sort of like it, it's sort of stupid, dumb, but harmless. But it's a bit of fun as well. And is it needed? I don't know. But at this present time, anything enjoyable while what while watching something in isolation is all is always good. Uh, but it also got me thinking about. But um, yeah, like sequels that took like a decade to come out or a couple of decades to come out are sort of not needed. It's like, oh yeah, we, we uh, yeah, it's the same people, but they're old and they don't look the same and they're trying to act the same. Uh, case in point, Dumb and Dumber Two. Yeah. Uh, is a sequel that wasn't needed and it was poor, appallingly like done. I mean, it, it the jokes were the same, but but it didn't age well, it in a way. 
Uh, I could also probably lump in uh, Anchorman 2 as well. I mean... Yeah, that's fair. uh, Yeah, so basically decades-long sequels. You know, it doesn't make sense. I mean, it's it's all about familiarity and people come to see anything familiar. Uh, Sort of goes for any, like, franchise, really. Um, What else? Um, I was going to say, but I haven't see, seen it yet, so I can't really pass judgment. But uh, Disney live action movies based on cartoons, <laughs> stop, stop it! Just fucking no, fucking stop it, Disney! You fuck, yeah. you've got all the money in the world, and you decide to fucking do your. They want more money. Yeah, they're doing their 90s fucking straight-the-video sequels to cartoons. It's like, stop it. No. Mm. Yeah. Stop it. Just give something original. Or, or, you know, if you're going to do them, put them on the big screen and not on your fucking streaming service because I am pissed now about the whole Mulan situation, but we won't go into it. Mike. (laughs) Yes. Yes. My My name is Mike. Your name is Mike. It's actually um, one. Of, I, it, it's one of my names. Yes, I do. I do. Oh, very good. I do agree with you wholeheartedly about the yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. that's a good good comparison between the yeah in the nineties when they made all of these straight to DVD sequels for all of their movies to make an extra buck. And I actually saw a a freaking post on Tumblr like yesterday or the day before that literally like had side by side frames of the animation from the original film and then the straight to DVD sequel and the drop in quality oh, yeah. is insane. So inferior. Like I had yeah. Oh my god. I and I, I as a kid, you know, you don't notice that stuff obviously, but like as an adult seeing that seeing that, I was just like even and I I like Return Return of Jafar, right? As a follow up to Aladdin. Like I don't mind it. I know there are a lot of people that don't like it, but I, I actually quite enjoy it. But they showed there was this one frame of like a close up on the you know the magic carpet and I, and it was just like they didn't even bother <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even they didn't even give a shit they didn't even try they're just like yep yeah, that's good enough put it unfortunately, out unfortunately like, um, yeah. uh, historically here um, it was done at the same time that they were doing the um, uh, TV show. So mm. essentially, yeah, true. Instead, true. instead of like forking out the money to actually do it properly, they just say, "Hey, you're you're guys doing Aladdin? Why don't you just do a, a, a movie sequel and see see how that goes?" Yeah, right. And that that's how m- most of them are, really. I mean, uh, they were doing a television show at the same time. It, essentially, the movie. Uh, straight to the video mo- movie was an ad for the TV show. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Which is yeah. easy tie-in. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, yeah. it probably yeah. just felt like an extended episode of the TV series too. It is actually. Yeah, but they don't number them properly. <laughs> <laughs> like the Lilo and Stitches one is like, oh, which one comes first? Is that after the TV show? Or is that during the TV show? Oh yeah. no! Yeah, fucking Lilo and Stitch. Why don't we stop Lilo and Stitch? <laughs> stop well, my little girl I... from going. 
It's not even English. I was, I was wondering if Fulia was still with us because Mike said stop Lilo and Stitch and there was nothing from Fulia. And I'm like, Because Lilo okay. and Stitch never continued. It's done. No, I... I Anyway, I didn't mean it like that. That's you okay. know how many movies I'm, I'm are made of Lilo and Stitch? There is uh, three. three plus the series. No, it's four, isn't it? No, there's it's three. three. There's the main movie. TV. There's number two. Then it was a oh, series. Wait, no. And then oh, there wait, was no, Leroy, uh, Leroy and Stitch. Isn't there, isn't there a, a, just a Stitch, the movie, now that I think about it? If there yeah. is, I haven't heard about it. Okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Because I could be wrong. We can debate this all, all, all we like because, you know, I've watched all, <laughs> watched all four of them <laughs> in one week. No, yeah. Okay, there you go. There I think go, I'm, a, I'm the bigger Lilo and Stitch fan, Fulia. <laughs> I'll fight you on it. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I'll, <laughs> I'll nerd all right. rage. You'll nerd rage. Yes. Let's, yes. Yeah. Stitch has got yeah. a glitch. That's doesn't that's always. The second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, no. Yeah. If that if that's the one, then yes, I have seen it. Yeah. So there's four of them. You were wrong. All right, fine. Admit, but that doesn't mean I wrong. haven't seen them all. Admit it. Admit it. You're have wrong. you seen all of the episodes of the series? Yes. <laughs> 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 oh. Lord. Then we're equal. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> okay break it up you two i think <laughs> i think that might be a, as better time as any to wrap up popcorn culture for this week um that was awesome i am really happy with this episode despite its runtime um let's check in with fred before we wrap things up what's up with fred um Nothing from me except this podcast, the monthly, and some Fred Watch. Oh yeah, which Wayne, which Wayne will will now talk all about because it's his baby. Yeah, most certainly is. So we're in lockdown. So Fred Watch has done a few lockdown specials. Currently out is lockdown special number three, Death in Brunswick. Um, spoiler, yes. we didn't think that much of it, <laughs> yep. but uh, it provides a yep. really good discussion. I do have to say, um, sometimes it's, yeah. it's more fun listening to why people don't particularly like a movie as opposed to why they did. Um, yeah. but yeah, I think this is kind of quite, de- um, even though we didn't like the film, our, our scores don't really necessarily reflect the feedback. But um, I, I won't say too much more because I want you all to listen to it. <laughs> so that's cu- <laughs> that's currently out. Um, coming out on Thursday is our final lockdown special. So lockdown special mm. number four, where we review the Australian romantic comedy Ali's Wedding. And yeah. again, some differing opinions on that movie. But yeah, that'll be out on Thursday on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. And yeah, um, just check out our Facebook page for relevant links. Yes. yes. Um, Michael? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, this, this podcast and eventually building a Fred Shed in the new year. Exciting. Exciting. Yeah. It's exciting stuff. I can't what wait for that. How are you, Fulia? 
Um, well, for me, it's uh, foolish Fuji content at the moment. Um, just going through the paces of uh, finishing off uh, Paper Mario, which is almost done. Um, I am so close to the end of that game, um, which has been fun and frustrating at the same time. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so <clears throat> hopefully I will have a new game. Actually, not hopefully. I do. I have a new game ready to go uh, for when Paper Mario is finished um, and it will be a fairy tale. So we're going to give that a go and see how um, how that game is because I bought it. It came out on my birthday. It was my birthday gift to me. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> any, any more Mario Kart? Uh, Mario Kart, we'll see how we go. I epically failed last week. <laughs> Like majorly, majorly failed because I took off smart steering and I was not great at all. Kept flying off the edges, kept hitting walls, was out of control and overall ranking was last. (laughs) So not, not the best session of Mario Kart for me, unfortunately. (laughs) But we'll see, we'll see how we go in the future. Um, I might sort of randomize because I play it on a Thursday. Thursday is my random game day. So I'll uh, randomize the games. I might play um, a few other different games. I'm trying to see if I can get Fall Guys going um, because I've got it on PC. Um, but uh, my, my, my PC is having a hard time trying to process the game and the streaming software at the same time. So I've got to work that out and <laughs> see how we go with that. Um, but apart from that, that's pretty much all I'm doing. Um, I've got my uh, new series, uh, as I said at the top of the show, uh, the Murdered Soul Suspect is now started. It is coming out uh, almost every every second day. Um, so the first episode came out on Saturday. And the second episode is also out now, which came out uh, on Monday. And yeah, um, that will be continuing on for a little bit. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy it. I have some really over-the-top reactions in some parts of the game. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Which is going to be uh, great entertainment. Um, so I hope you enjoy that. Otherwise, I am on Twitch uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, Australian Eastern Standard Times, um, streaming my uh, Nintendo Switch games. <laughs> and Wonderful. I think, I think that's about it. I think that is about it. Yeah. And that is about it for the show this week. Holy crap. We made it to the end. It's nearly three hours. <laughs> it's it's time for bed, I think. Longest podcast oh ever. <laughs> yes. But what a great one. Uh, all right. One, two, three. That, that was, a was a podcast called, called Fred. Fred. Bread. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for future podcasts from Fred the Alien. Follow us on our SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. For Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website, fredthealienproductions.com, and follow the link to our Redbubble, where you can get apparel, home decor, bags, stationery, mum's called Martha, with our unique Fred the Alien designs by our talented team. 
Unibums, Incompetent Gamers, our live stage shows and more. That was the Fred Plug. Yeah, it was. Yes, yes. I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Wayne Stellini. I've been a Fulia Kantarmaja. And I've been Martha. <laughs> <laughs> and you've just experienced a, a podcast, podcast called Fred. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much to everyone for listening to this Thank show. You. Thank you. We love you. Remember to eat beef, people. Remember yes. to eat beef. Get your beef in you. Get Stay your safe. beef. Wear your masks. Yes. Stay home Get if you can. Get your hot beef yes. injection. Yes. Yes. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> bit, bit of breakfast club for you right there. Yeah. Something love, that should be remade. Oh, don't touch it. <laughs> it's sacred. Hey, if they're doing planes, trains, and automobiles, surely they should do oh. pretty and pink. And... <laughs> no. <laughs> and with and that, on that, and on that note, and 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 and